because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. It's always hunting season. Hey, boss. Did you get a load of that customer that just walked in? Must be a circus in town. He's probably on his lunch break from the freak show. Why don't you unload the convertible on this sucker? Yeah, that's an idea. Hey, friend. <laughs> Hello, friend. Oh, uh, uh, just checking the carburetor. Oh, well, uh, you'll be interested in this end over here. must have been a woman she left her sewing machine in the trunk <laughs> hello and welcome to the monster uh, what's it oh, shit how do i even open this show uh hello and welcome to an all brand oh i'm mm-hmm. like i am really <laughs> lost brand new episode of the monster hunters i think that's what i say uh the yeah. oh genre defining one of a kind all yes. new. oh wait yes ready oh. hello and welcome to it all new <laughs> i don't know how it starts all new genre defining genre defining magical one of a kind uh oh my gosh but possibly used, stolen used, is, yeah sold used to sale. somebody episode on <laughs> the monster honors <laughs> oh Ooh. the only show that dares to shun everything that exists things except for a 60 year old sitcom about a frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family remember that part no problem mm-hmm. uh my name is derek still and i'm a monster hunter Still joining me at the monster-headed table of oh no sectional of monsterism is the one and only Shun DMC himself, Keith. Hey, hey, what's up, KG Shun DMC, Monster Hunter Extraordinaire? All right, and the Ooh. oh boy, the one that was holding my hand all the way through that intro, <laughs> <laughs> stroking my hair, trying to calm me down. It's okay, oh, there, big guy. There, Derek. There, uh, there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> breathe, Do- breathe. Dr. Dre of Kansas, Terry. Just one word at a time. We'll get there. Yep. John, you're defining. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, one of a kind. Yeah, that's right. Good job. <laughs> I don't know what happened to me. I'm falling apart. Yeah. I am I got a every, every each word. All right. That's good. Keep going. Keep yep, going. Come on. That's yep, what I it felt like. Got it, buddy. You got it here. I've done this like nine million times, and I could not remember how that one's supposed to go. There's still Dude. 20 more adjectives you're going to use, but let's go one more at a time. <laughs> yep, yep. If you want to like break into some sort of like, uh, you know, strange guttural noises, you do that sometimes. <laughs> Maybe that's, totally that's fine. the problem. The last few I've just devolved into like <laughs> the, the weird recordings of paramecium, like. It, uh, amplified by 5,000 yeah. percent when I do this. It's just like, yeah. I'm sorry, wait, wait, did he not go into guttural noises? That's what I thought I heard most of the time. I, <sighs> I, I must be, it, it's kind of like, like when people, like when people now. understand, like, I am Groot and they understand exactly what he says. Mm-hmm. It must be the same. I'm, but I'm, I'm regressing here. I don't understand all Derek's uh, noises at this point. When he speaks normal English, yes, kind of hard yeah. to figure out, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's why yeah, I've got my translator over here. He's speaking <laughs> in my ear. I talk too fast and I slur my words. I understand, uh, but I do my best. I'm feeling better. How are you guys today? 
Doing good. Doing good. Yeah. 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 Doing good. Doing good as well. I'm doing all my uh, what's that called? Like dictation exercises, making sure mm. I can speak properly. Uh, yeah. Well, diction. Ooh, diction. Lemon face. Yes. Lion face. Lemon mm-hmm. face. Lion face. Alley sold seashells by the seashore. Um, mm-hmm. Other things of that nature. Pickle <laughs> <Yeah>. pipers. <laughs> Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just muttering those to myself, you know, just just to keep me mm. on my toes. Make sure I'm ready for anything. The killer is I'm going to remember some pointless thing that you guys will say something. It'll pop in my head from 50 mm. years ago. I'm not even 50 years old yet. It'll <laughs> pop in my head. However, I can't remember the damn opening to the show that I said every day for the last two years or not every day, once a week for the last two years. Mm. You don't do it every day when you wake no. up? Well, I do. <laughs> I wake up, it's like I look at the mirror, it's my affirmation. Terry will make reference to some show like just casually that, that was like a big deal. <laughs> you and yep. I'll have to break it down to him. Yep, I do that every morning. I call you guys. I bring up, you know, like, oh, you guys ever heard of Breaking Bad? Some show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Breaking Bad is a little more recent, actually. Right? True. True. But you know what isn't more recent? What? No, this What's episode that? of the Munsters. No, oh, it's oh. Not. And to tell us how unrecent it was, Keith's going to, Terry, you and I need to recline because mm-hmm. Keith's going to get up there and walk up and up to that pristine, beautiful, clean, Ooh, sterile, like white bookshelf mantle mm-hmm. and take off that, oh, that hideously gross uh, thing. So many sphincters, so much mm-hmm. pus and goo. Mm-hmm. Some tendrils I saw were reaching out to Keith's hand as he grabbed it. Like tendrils. Lovingly oh, embracing his hand. Yeah. They wrap around his wrist. Mm-hmm. And I, one like digs into his skin, and I'm assuming it taps into a vein or an artery or something. Yep. Oh, yeah. Keith's eyes roll back. They yeah. start glowing green. It's, it's, uh, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> it's all part of the, the process for him, I think. It's a symbiotic relationship that Keith has with the Monster Hunters Almanac Factoid of the Week. Kind of like venom, but uh, more sphincters. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> exactly like that. Yeah, but not as much teeth. So there's mm-hmm. the trade-off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still a uh, long greasy tongue. There's actually several greasy tongues. Several long greasy tongues. Mm-hmm. Oddly, it still hurts. Even no teeth, last sphincters. They still hurt though. Yeah. Do you think venom sphincters are? tooth filled no matter where they're oh, at like the esophagus right. to the stomach stomach to the uh, uh, up, uh, you know large uh, march intestine. 31st 19th <laughs> <laughs> they'll cover that in the venom three i think i think they'll cover oh no, they could do a deep dive into his sphincters i'm not sure how we re-rail on that one but i think uh, technically I, your I can mouth do my best like like your mouth is a sphincter. What no. is yeah? What defines a sphincter? I guess I, I think it's just, a, just it's a muscle. I'm not, I'm, I'm not googling that. That is not. It's a muscle. I'll tell do. you, it's a muscle that contracts in a circular manner. Mm. Interesting. Right? Okay. Right. So, yeah. So, throat. Yep. So like, there's the one that's on the top of your stomach from your esophagus. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. Nobody talks about that one. Well, no. Underrated. Just, Everybody yeah. loves that one though because yeah. it's, it's how they get the food in their tummies. And then there's the one at the bottom of your stomach. I'm almost positive that goes into the, the small intestine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, people barely talk about that one either. People barely talk about that one either. And then there's the other one. <laughs> oh yeah, we all know what we're talking about. We all know Man, that at the one. very I, end. Yeah. Uh, I bet you. I bet you the other two are like always pissed. 
God damn it. We, <laughs> we, can, we, can, we, can, we control the food getting in and mm-hmm. getting out, making sure things are good. And only the guy who spits everything out at the end gets it right. It's Jeez, all the credit and, yeah. every time. Yeah. Who spits yeah. it out like that? Visual <laughs> 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 right there. Yeah. <laughs> Ping. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm used oh. to what the book does. So, um, it's, yeah. Yuck. Yeah. All right, Keith. Every morning, I, uh, you know, I give a compliment to all of my sphincters just to make them all feel equal, <laughs> along with all my monster hunters uh, rituals. It's a little bit harder to open the book when it's kind of, you know, stuck into your hand a little bit. Uh, but let's see here. We get to this page here. It says on March 31st, 1966, a Thursday, 90th day of 1966. And it was the 13th Thursday of the year. And that's when this uh, fine show came out. Nice. Yeah. 174 days left before it becomes 58 years old. Nice. And that, uh, as the time of a recording, is 21,011 days. 21,011 days. Yep. That this uh, lovely episode, highly rated episode, I think, has been, uh, for IMDb, has been around. And uh, somewhere at some time during December 7th, 1997, I had been around for a billion seconds. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, let's check out some news. Uh, in 1889, the Eiffel Tower officially opens. Oh, oh. March 31st, 1889. Yes, yes, Mar- March 31st, 1889. March 31st, 1906, the Intercollegiate Athletic Association of the United States, later the NCAA, is established to set new rules for college sports in the United States. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. Yeah. Uh, 1909, construction of the ill-fated RMS Titanic begins. Okay. Yep. Uh, Probably just as bad. 1918, daylight savings time goes into effect in the U.S. for the Mm. first time. Mm. Unrelated, but. Yeah, unrelated. (laughs) Yep. And then in 1985, the first WrestleMania uh, takes place at Madison. First, 1985. Yeah, yeah. I would think it'd be earlier. Wow. Nope. 1985, I was hanging out in uh, Sean McDonald's basement along with some other kids from school as we Hmm. watched. Uh, this WrestleMania, uh, sequentially also known as WrestleMania One, the inaugural uh, of the series, and it was a pay-per-view event. Only in selected areas produced by then what was called the World Wrestling Federation. Again, it took place in Madison Square Garden. The attendance uh, was only nineteen thousand one hundred twenty-one people, but the event was seen by over one million viewers uh, throughout closed-circuit television, making it the largest pay-per-view showing of a wrestling event uh, in the United States at that time. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, mean Gene Okerlund actually had to do the national anthem because uh, the original uh, intended singer, who they refused to ever name, failed to appear. So Mean Gene sang the national anthem. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was a singer. Neither did I. I don't even think he did. Uh, the Junkyard Dog defeated Greg the Hammer Valentine. Uh, it was via countout, so Greg the Hammer Valentine held on to his intercontinental intercontinental title. What a title. shitty way to lose! <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh well, so he uh, he pinned the junkyard dog, but with like his legs up on the rope for leverage. Uh huh. And then Tito Santana ran out and explained it to the ref, and so they let it start again. But Greg the Hammer Valentine was not getting back in the ring. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Nik- Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik defeated the U.S. Express which was Mike Rotunda and Barry Windham uh, to win the tag team championships. And then I, do you guys watch much wrestling these days? Sure. No, 
Nope, not at all. No, all right. Uh, it's because uh, this guy who died recently, his name was uh, Wyndham Rotunda, or Rotundo, okay. and it's uh, Mike Rotundo's son, and he he was a a very popular character, uh, Bray Wyatt that they had on uh, in in recent years. But he died. He's only like thirty six years old. But uh, no, really, yeah, yeah. And so he took uh, the first name from uh, Mike Rotundo. Took the first name of his uh, tag team, his, the tag team partner's last name, made into a first name for his son. Nice. Uh, also on the card, the fifteen thousand dollar body slam challenge: Andre the Giant versus Big John Stud. Stipulation of the match: Andre the Giant had to slam Stud to win fifteen thousand dollars, and if he failed, he'd be forced to retire. Obviously, Andre the Giant uh, won. He collected his prize money. He started throwing the money out to the audience. Oh, best way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, but uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan, who was the manager for Big John Stud, he uh, snatched the bag away and just took off from ringside with it. As well. Not long ago, I get. Yep. <laughs> wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWF Women's Championship, Wendy Richter with manager Cindy Lauper uh, defeated Lilani Kai to win the, the Women's Championship. And that's Cindy Lauper, as in Girls Just Want to Yes, yes. Uh, her and Captain Lou Albano had some ties to the Girls Just Want to Have Fun video, and and to the WWF at the time. Yeah, yeah. So weird, weird crossover. Yep. Uh, the main event and the last match of the night pitted Hulk Hogan, the reigning WWF World Heavyweight Champion, along with Mister T. They were accompanied to the ring by Jimmy Superfly Snuka, and they took on Rowdy Roddy Piper and. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, and they were accompanied by Cowboy Bob Orton. Now, a professional boxer Muhammad Ali was a special guest ring referee, uh, oh. but on the out, but on the outside of the ring, I don't, I don't really know what that means. And New York Yankees manager Billy Martin was the guest ring announcer, while Liberace, accompanied by the Rockettes, was the guest timekeeper. What a bizarre combination wow. of okay. people! Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just take a um, Yeah. And uh, the match, as it went on, eventually uh, Paul Orndorff locked Hulk Hogan into a full Nelson, and uh, Cowboy Bob Orton came in to help uh, from, you know, he came in to do a little cheating here, and he climbed to the top rope and attempted to knock out Hogan. Instead, he missed. He hit Orndorff. Hogan pinned him uh, and was able to win the match. And that's uh, all, all the excitement of uh, the very first WrestleMania. There you go. Hogan yeah. managed to pull through. As he would do for, like, like the next like five WrestleManias, <laughs> the Ballad of the Green Braves is still the number one song. Oh God! Yep. All right. Yeah. Now, uh, birthdays in 1685, Johann Sebastian Bach, mm. classic. Bachman. Mm-hmm. In Bach. 1928, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that made me laugh. There. In 1928, Gordy <laughs> Howe. Oh. A year Gordie later, Howe, is that what you said? Yep. A year later, Liz Claiborne. Mm-hmm. In 1934, Richard Chamberlain. Oh, Dick Chamberlain, yep. Yep, yep. 1943, Christopher Walken. Mm, The Walken. I know that guy. Mm. Cowbell, Mr. Cowbell. Yes, yes. That's true. That's true. In 1948, Al Gore, the former Mm. 45th vice president. Inventor of the internet. Inventor of the internet. Same year, Rhea Perlman. Oh, the, the most famous internet celebrity that's ever existed. Yep, 100%. Uh, 1955, Angus Young from ACDC. Mm-hmm. Destroyer of the internet. Yeah. Destroyer mm-hmm. of the internet, yeah. In 1971, Ewan McGregor. Oh, the rebuilder of the internet. Yes, in his own mm-hmm. image. Of course. Yes. Yep. <laughs> in 
And at some time, I don't really have an exact year, but at some point in time, Arthur Curry Jr. was also born on this day. Aquaman's son? Yeah, Aqualad. Aqualad, huh? Aqualad? Really? Aqualad was no, born actually, no. Ar- Arthur Arthur Curry Jr. is not Aqualad. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm pretty sure it's somebody else, like Calder or something like that. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, who's uh, Arthur Curry Jr. Aqu- then? Uh, well, he's his kid, but he gets killed. I believe. Yeah, he gets murdered very quickly as a, as as a baby. Aqualad is actually Black Manta's kid. Yes, that is correct. That sounds right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who would have saw that coming? All right, so you can uh, celebrate any of those birthdays. You can celebrate birthdays of your friends or family or just uh, the fact that uh, this episode is 58 years old or <laughs> oh, that, that WrestleMania. Or Jr. in memoriam. Of- rest in yeah. peace. Yes. Or like, live in my memory. When, uh, 1985, so with uh, WrestleMania, the 38th anniversary of the first WrestleMania, if you want to celebrate that. I think I'm doing my math right there. Every year I go to the ocean yep. and pour one out for our secretary. <laughs> uh, you can do all those things. Uh, some of the things you could do also, uh, you could celebrate Crayola Crayon Day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. It is celebrated March 31st every year. And uh, you can use uh, over the over 400 different colors in the Crayola Crayon collection these days. How many? 400? Over 400. Oh, that's so many. That's yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also celebrate National Tater Day. Oh, French Tater. fried taters. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Taters of any, of any style, I do believe. Mashed, fried. French fried. I, I had hash favorite. browns this morning. I had homemade hash browns. They're delicious. Not a Smothered and guy. covered? No, no. Just uh, seasoned up nice. We had them at home. We didn't go Potato to the house. Potato chips? Potato chips would count. What about yeah. British chips? No. French fries? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I had French fries with dinner, so I had taters twice. Today. What about crisps? Oh, mm-hmm. I don't think that counts. Those are British no? chips. Mm-hmm. Are those yeah. are those made of potato? Yeah, potato really? crisps. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's just what they call them. potato chips crisps, and they call potato chips or potato fries chips. Well, they're all messed up over there. Yeah. But but Pringles are technically crisps and not chips. There's a difference. I don't know what the difference is. Oh, they still made that out might of potatoes? be the American version of crisps. I still made out of taters because I still count. Okay. You know yeah. what? What were those? What were those other potato chips? They were like munchos or munchies. Oh, remember they had potato skins? Like a no, chips? not tater. Oh, those were good tater skins. Yeah, no, they were like they came in a red bag. It was like munchos or munchels. Or yeah, yeah, I, you know, yeah, munchos. and that was a that was a that was a weird. Those were crisps. They were not chips. Mm, no, they were like that, puffed potato. Yeah, it was yeah puffed potato, but still thin. Yes. Yeah, okay. those those are kind of crazy. Pringles are not chips; they're crisps because they don't actually include potatoes. Mm. They include something called dehydrated processed potato. It's still a potato, right? Oh, Sounds so like they're not like cut off the potato. It's like they take the oh, it's like those instant mashed potatoes. Like they take the, the mm-hmm. flakes and then they press them into a into a chip form. That's how they. That's how they can stack mm-hmm. them like that. Yes, mm-hmm. it all makes sense. Imagine if you just poured a Pringles can full of water, it explode. Like Mentos in a Coke. It's the same thing. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many expands yeah. in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm down for pretty much any tater, except, you know, uh, potato salad can fuck off. It's also uh, Bunsen Burner Day. Celebrating the, the lab equipment. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
in fact, I, when I looked up the fictional uh, birthdays, I was expecting to see uh, Buns and Honeydew on there because I thought that seemed like something that the folks over at like the Henson Company would do, match him up with Bunsen Burner Day, but I guess not. Anyway, <clears throat> your birthday numbers, 331-1966 reveal. You have a life path number of 11. Uh, so uh, a lot, a lot of psychics out there. It's a Ninja Turtle. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> represents institution, idealism, invention, you have potential to be a source of inspiration and illumination for people. Now, uh, Tom Adair, he was born on 615 uh, in uh, 13, 1913. Who's that? Tom Adair. Writer of this episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, sure. Yeah, I'm okay. sure. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. Terry may, may mention that a little bit later. Uh, there's a special kind of magic that follows people born with a nine life path number. They embody the wisdom of a sage, but not by chance. Uh, they have fought their way through many challenges to reach this point and have gained immeasurable strength and awareness along the way. Uh, people with life path number will find themselves in a position providing support and advice, and this feels natural to them. Meanwhile, James Allardyce, uh, he has a life path number of seven, and he is an eternal student of the universe. <laughs> uh, eternal for, or eternal? Uh, eternal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did I say eternal? Internal first? Thing? I don't know. I just yeah. I, I couldn't tell what I heard. Yeah. So I they are introspective individuals with an unquenchable thirst for knowledge, and they enjoy looking into the inner workings of things. Some of the life path numbers is a true thinker who lets their mind lead the way. Pretty much from the moment of birth, they are able to skillfully combine the extracting side of their brain with the divine intu- intuitive side to learn about process and make sense of life itself. Oh, boy. Wow. That's Man. what makes them the perfect writing pair. Wasn't one a trumpeteer? I don't know. The one was, yeah, like a jazz guitarist or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not my department. I can't tell you those things. Um, I'm going to throw this book back up there so we can head to Terry's department and find out maybe some hmm. interesting little facts like that. Jumping over the glass table, uh, Terry's face print still on, on the bottom of it yep, and yep. landing in the chair waiting orders oh well, i don't know what orders you're waiting for you might as well hit that button there young all man. right recline and we descend through the tunnel of love as brought to you by Into candy corn <laughs> um get ready for those electronic ai fingers because they're coming to probe uh, oh, wait, they're probing now. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I upgraded. <laughs> I upgraded. I uh, updated the firmware on the the hands that lovingly undress us and redress us. Okay. They also probe us too yeah. and check for lumps. They they also feed you candy corn along the way, so you're not really mm-hmm. complaining about anything. Yes. Really knows. Every time I'm about to go like ah, and they go oh, yep. oh thank you. Yeah, you suck over your mouth, they shove a candy corn in. Here's the thing though. You gotta watch the order in which they're touching you and <laughs> touching the yeah. candy corn oh yes. you're right yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah pay attention you don't want mm-hmm. the candy corn it's a big mess mm-hmm. and we're here Great. there's like 20 hands and you know the AI hasn't quite figured that out yet they're all just kind of moving around like crazy yeah. mm-hmm. they're trying to dress undress and redress three people plus feed them candy corn and and yeah. probe them all at once it's yeah. they're bound to have you know something touched a weird way bound to it's just an inevitability um but we're here in the skuma x dome naming rates still tbd hurry up only weeks left you can get a great deal on it yes we are rapid rapidly or slowly approaching the final episode Mm -hmm. of 
the first run of the monsters, but then we got the movies and stuff like that too. So sure. We got monsters, time. monsters today. A little bit of time and never monsters today. Uh, but <laughs> what we need to do while we're here is we'll saunter over to the Mr. T looking vessel and oh, yeah. hop on it. Cause Cat Terry's, I can't believe it took us so long to comment on the fact that it looks like Mr. T. Well, I mean, I thought like it's pretty obvious. I, mean, seen <laughs> yeah, I know, but. Mm-hmm. Once you see it, you, once you see it, you can't unsee it. You can't so, unsee it. No. You're like, oh, that's the Mohawk. Uh, mm-hmm. Captain Terry's going to take us additional 2.75 miles out into <clears throat> international waters. And from there, we are going to dive deep to the gates of hell for another edition of Scuba X. I pity the fool who didn't notice the difference <laughs> in the scuba. Yeah. I mean, at some point, somebody should notice the large gold chains that are wrapped around it. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't know what I thought that was. Maybe like a fishing net or something, but <laughs> it works as a fishing net. Yeah. Yeah. A long, luscious gold chain just raking the ocean, grabbing fish. <laughs> yep. Raking, catching all sorts of tuna and dolphins as we go. Oh, yeah. a lot of dolphins. That's for sure. <laughs> Definitely. It's, it's like mm-hmm. dolphin shaped links of the gold chain. Mm. <laughs> well, dolphins love gold, so it, it kind of it, it works, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but this episode was directed by Ezra Stone. Um, <sighs> yeah, I know. Um, we've talked about him a couple times, I'd say. Really, no need to talk about him much more. We could just move on. Sorry, Tivis. You know, he's your favorite, um, but I've had about enough of him and his chemist dad. I'm tired of him too, so we're not even going to talk about it. Uh, this episode was written by James Allardyce and Tom Adair, mm-hmm. uh, two very popular Munsters writers. It has, it's been a while since we talked about him. Um, and unfortunately, it's also the last time we're going to talk. About uh, this was the oh, yes, this is the last time. Yep, it is. Uh, they have a total of 11 writing credits for the Munsters. So I figured dog. that's a lot. I know. Yeah, it's one of the bigger reoccurring credits. I think it's more than one seventh of the whole series. That's true. Yeah. So let, let's go through their episodes and we can judge if it, if it was all worth it or not. All right. I'm going to say it wasn't, but okay. <laughs> well, maybe you'll find, maybe you'll be surprised, Keith, because mm-hmm. season one, episode 10, Autumn Croacus was one of their episodes. Grandpa okay. wants to get married again. Grandpa and the wife tries yes. to kill him. Exactly. Yep. 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 She wants to murder him for his money or something. And failed. And we still had... <laughs> 60 more episodes. Damn yeah. It. Imagine if she would, would have just succeeded. And that was the show. <laughs> I think the show would have ended right there. <laughs> she yeah. stakes him in the heart, kills him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much, the last shot, just they meant like, yeah, just the <laughs> cemetery. Like, well, so shifted back up to the old country, I guess, because he probably could come <laughs> yeah. back someday. The monsters all agreed to go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. Well, that grandpa, You're... what's the point? Right. I mean, he, he held this family together. <laughs> He's like a rug. 100%. Yeah. Ooh, maybe they'll make him into a rug. <laughs> Ew. Uh, we got season one, episode 12, The Sleeping Cutie. Um, if I'm Vince. not mistaken, Terry enjoyed that one. That, I like that, that was, one. Yeah. That was like the uh, with the princes and stuff like that, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, Grandpa also invented a gasoline pill in that. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> okay. Lest we forget. Yeah, I was reading the synopsis and I was like, wait, Grandpa did what in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I believe Marilyn goes to sleep because of a pill. Yeah. As well. It's a different unrelated It wasn't pill. the gasoline no. pill. It was something else. No. Yeah. <laughs> tightly written, this that script. Yes, tightly written. Um, season one, episode 13, Family Portrait. Um, 
where they get their <laughs> some photographers decide to stay with them for a few days because <laughs> they won a, a award about the most average family for being the yeah. average American family. Yes, they wanted to do a Halloween episode that, or issue or something like that, right? That's actually not a horrible episode. Uh, the the it's that it's but it's really driven by the two um the two guests or the the camera guys. Yes, and, yeah, yeah. One's Harvey Corman and the other one's their guy. Yep. yep, yep. And for some reason, they have to stay there for like three <clears throat> days. And I don't know why they yes. have to take the picture and leave. But mm-hmm. uh, we got season one, episode twenty, bats of a feather. Anybody remember this one? Uh, is that where they go to Washington? Oh God! Yes, Grandpa it turns is. Into a bat. Yes. And he gets and it the on with the, the female bat because they're going to send it into space. Yeah, yep. and the guy basically <sighs> robs his kid of a bat for like thirty yep. cents. Yep. Eddie like wants to bring Igor to school for like what was it like <clears> an <throat> animal. Competition. Bring your pet. Yeah, it was a pet competition. Yes, and mm-hmm. the bat lost to the squirrel. The like world smartest squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. that episode uh-huh. was not so great. Um, season one, episode twenty-two. Uh, I believe it was the one where Herman takes dancing lessons. Uh, <laughs> we all remember that classic one. That was yeah. fun. They try to scam him, of course. Um, I want. I bet you it was called Dancing Herman. Yeah, something like that, or like Munster on the Move, or like yeah, you know, Dance with Me, Herman's what that one was called. Dance. Oh, it's very me. very close. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love locked out. Season one, episode twenty four was the next one. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. That one it's was where Herman what? drinks at the party. Yes, Herman stays out too late. Lily gets really mad. Um <clears throat> and Marilyn wants them to go see a marriage counselor and they, yep. I think they like and both... they both secretly go to the same marriage mm-hmm. counselor. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, there was season one, episode twenty-eight, movie star Munster. Uh, one of the better episodes of Munsters, I would say, where Herman gets cast into a film and becomes yes. like a film snob. Yes. Um, that was pretty good. The unkillable film snob. Exactly. Yeah, they're trying to like get insurance money or something out of mm-hmm. them. I don't really know. Trying to kill them for the insurance money. Season one, episode thirty-four, Monster the Magnificent. Um, Herman becomes a magician for Eddie's talent show at a school. Mm. That was a fun one, right? I think Lily, like he thinks he like killed her or something, <laughs> made her teleport yep. away. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, season two, episode five, Herman, Coach of the Year. Uh, oh, no. Everyone's favorite episode where Is Herman that the, that's track and field one. Yes. Oh Herman no. Herman coaches Eddie's track and field team. Uh, and then grandpa slips Eddie some sort of like performance enhancer performance. Yeah. Enhancer drug. <laughs> Another pill. <laughs> yep. And finally season two, episode 10, a man for Marilyn. Grandpa tries to turn a frog into a prince. Oh um, no. But they all yeah. leave. A man shows up randomly at the mustard's house, and Grandpa <laughs> and Herman assume that it's a frog. It was random. It was like, look at the architecture. Wasn't it something this stupid? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. and they yeah, thought like Marilyn by. was stuck yeah. or something. The one guy was an architecture student or something like that, and he was like, "Oh man, look at this place." And the other guy's Hell, like, "What are you talking about?" The doorknob fell off my door, <laughs> and my aunt Knuckle are gone. But they should be back any minute. But I'm in a helpless situation. Well, I'll climb up the trellis and I'll, let, I'll help you. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. And of course, I guess not fine. Last one wasn't final. This is final. They did this episode as well, which we will talk about. But um, we will talk about. What do you think of these episodes? Hmm? Pretty good. Pretty bad. Mm. They all have something very much in common. Okay. And that is that. That is a, it's my biggest gripe with any of these ridiculous episodes. They have to like create these external conflicts 
move them forward. And each one is, I don't know. They're just all just lame. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah I, guess, yeah. I guess most of his are where like something is happening like outside of all of them. They the all office. have yeah. to have be motivated by some sort of external force to like have anything entertaining happen. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I don't think these are in most of these are kind of bad. Um, yeah. I, unfortunately, I, I had to like are. look up the synopsis for most of them because I totally forgot what they were. I was like, what is that? What is this one? There's a couple good like movie star monster was good. Um, yeah. That one wasn't too bad, but it still required like external like the outside world needing to interfere with the monsters as opposed mm-hmm. to the way around. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's like three out of 11 that I liked of those. And then the rest I could take or leave. Mostly mm-hmm. leave probably. Yeah. <laughs> but I, even if they were like my favorite monsters, I could leave them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oof. <laughs> well, fair enough. Well, um, we do have some guest stars. Hopefully we won't leave. There's a behind. ton of guest stars in this one. That's right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had to pick and choose some, you know, the ones I thought would be the most important. Um, yeah. So we got Frank Gorshin as Fair Deal Dan. Yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite of them. Dennis Cross as Sergeant Stockwell. Mm-hmm. And then Johnny Silver as Blinky. <laughs> <laughs> so Frank Gorshin, uh, Keith's favorite, has 150 acting credits on IMDb from 1956 to 2021. Whoa, um, 20. That, is he still alive? Uh, I can either confirm nor deny that, but he was, uh, he voice acted in, um, Diablo, the new Diablo game. Diablo four, the one that just came out. I think so. Yeah. Wow. I would have never guessed that. Okay. Kind of random, but yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's as dying geriatric. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So he, but he died in, uh, 2005. Oh, so maybe he was like in an old game and they just reused his... Uh, oh, possible, yeah. Interesting. Well, you know, hopefully it was still his dying breath. That'd be my hope. Um, mm. He's probably most well-known for being the Riddler from 1966 Batman series. Yeah. Um, oh, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, him and um, the guy who plays Gomez Adams, they seem to trade off a, a bit during that that series they both get a shot playing uh the riddler but oh really he, he's the better of the two yeah imdb credits him for being the one who made the riddler a popular batman villain in the comics um hmm. which i guess that means we have to thank him for being there for the riddler paul dano there. yeah for our latest riddler i guess you could thank him for that yeah. um he was also uh he played himself in a very meta movie called the return to the bat cave the misadventures of adam west adam and bert yes oh, that's interesting it's like kind of a weird re- retrospective on the Batman series, I guess. Uh, in the movie, the Batmobile gets stolen from the original show. It was at some sort of car show. And Adam West and Burt Ward have to figure out who stole it and return the car. All the clues um, are from their past in the Batman series. They have to use those clues to solve the mystery. Uh, you know, there's lots of flashbacks to their time on the show. And according to IMDb, uh, a user synopsis, it says there's also a lot of sexual escapades. So if you're interested in that. Sexual escapades. Yeah. So it, if that, it, okay. in this little return to the Batcave? Return to the Batcave, the misadventures of Adam and Bert. Yeah. And there's sexual escapades in that. It's, that's what this, uh, like, fan and I synopsis said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. intrigued now. Let's well, see. We gotta fire this one up. 
I mean, yeah, if you, if you want to know more, I guess you should watch the movie because, I mean, it sounds like Derek's interested. Maybe, yeah, maybe you. Yeah. <laughs> sexual, it's anything that is described as having sexual escapades. It's like, <laughs> hmm, that piques my interest. And you're like, well, it's Batman and Robin. I'm like, huh, how does that work? Let's figure <laughs> right. this one out. Let's go down that rabbit hole that no one wants. Well, we, well I'm sure people. Well, do. some people yeah. wanted it. And yeah. we probably shouldn't, but we should, but- I think. I, I think it's. I think anytime the the word escapade is used, it really piques anybody's interest. Doesn't matter if it's oh, that's true. Escapades. It could just... be a breakfast breakfast escapade. Oh, I would love to hear yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, escapades is just the magic word. Just throw that in a synopsis, and I'm intrigued. So, mm-hmm. our other guest star, Dennis Cross, has 102 acting credits on IMDb from 1950 Ooh. to 1976. We've actually seen him before in season one, episode 32, Mummy Monster. Um, or Herman be mistaken for an ancient mummy. Who was he? Was he a cop or was he the museum person? He was a cop. He played a policeman, an unnamed policeman. Oh, uh, so is he one of the guys who comes back to the house yep. to, to get him? Yes. yes. Lily, um, Lily. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, Herman's or well, yeah, Herman's trapped downstairs and grandpa's just staring out the window. <laughs> oh, is and Herman ate a sleeping pill in that yes yes oh, god did. damn it yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of sleeping pills in the show so many pills well his uh his biggest roles in television were on gunsmoke and rawhide uh two western shows <laughs> like oh. said rawhide. rawhide um mm-hmm. he played multiple characters on both shows uh non consistent roles i got excited when i saw that he was in the planet of the apes which i love but uh it turns out it wasn't the movie it was the television series hmm I did not know the television. I didn't know the television series existed, so that's kind of a bummer, I guess. He uh, he played a police ape of some sort for that episode, <laughs> <laughs> some sort of security officer, <laughs> um, security officer ape three, yeah. <laughs> security o- security ape officer. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. there we go. Boom boom. Uh, from what I can tell, it seems like the premise of the show is basically just the movie. You know, astronauts crash onto the strange planet where apes rule and humans are some sort of primitive slaves or something. You know what's weird about that? Apes do rule. <laughs> you, you know what? You're right there. Apes rule. 100%. Love them apes. Apes. You know what? If they wanted to take over today, I would say go ahead, apes. Yeah, go for it, apes. Yeah, you could probably do better than us, honestly. Yeah. Go ahead. Turn your shotling up to 11. Right now, you rule it like a 10. <laughs> Crank it up, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some scientist in a lab. He's got like the ruling meter. He's like plugged into an <laughs> ape's brain and he's like slowly <laughs> cranking it up to see what happens. These apes totally rule, don't they? They sure do. <laughs> but I think they could rule a little more. Yeah, that's right. They could always rule more, but it's hard to believe because, yeah, like you said, <laughs> apes, they just rule. Such a high <laughs> level of rule already. Yeah, right. It's, that's like peak ruling. Um, but. Humans, eh, about average ruling, I guess. Yeah. Depends on the human. It's a little more. Humans drool. Apes yeah. Drool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, when the when the apes start running for office, I'll have a sign up there <laughs> with that on it. <laughs> with today's Congress, they think the apes are already ruining the show. Oh, the monkey court, am I right? <laughs> yeah. I guess another fun fact about the Planet Ape show is that they have a returning cast member from the movie. Robbie McDowell. Robbie McDowell, yeah, yeah, he reprises oh. his role as Galen. I think he was one of the friendly apes from the movie. So there you go. The show. Mm-hmm. 
And finally, we have Johnny Silver. Uh, His name's Johnny Silver, and he plays Blinky. I love it. He plays Blinky. (laughs) Yes. Uh, You think that could be just Why not just play Johnny? (laughs) I think Johnny Silver's a cool last name. That's a cool name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm using that as every role. You think that's a stage name, or was he born Johnny Silver? Jonathan Uh, Silver. Well, Jonathan Silver is a born name. Johnny Silver is a stage name. Okay, sure. Yeah. 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 We've actually seen him before as well. Uh, he was in season one, episode eight, Herman the Great, where Herman became a wrestler. Hmm. He played someone called Jerry, which I don't remember who that was exactly. Oh, I bet uh, you he was the manager. The manager, maybe. Or maybe like the dad that uh, Herman or like Eddie was bragging to his son and the son went and told his dad. Oh, that's true. I think but that guy was options. the manager, wasn't he? It's either the dad who's like, holy shit, this guy bent, bent an iron bar. We get him mm-hmm. wrestling. Or... He was the other manager that was trying to get his guy to throw the match or whatever. Yes. Right? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. That could be too. Uh, he's been in all other sorts of things like Spaceballs. Um, he was in the Dick Van Dyke show. He was what in was Seinfeld. he in Spaceballs? Don't just gloss over that one. <laughs> uh, he was some like, I didn't recognize who it was exactly. Here, let me, let me pull it up again. I was just going to gloss over it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a miscellaneous uh, Scrooge henchman number three. He was caddy. I don't know who that is. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember who Caddy was either. I can't believe I made you waste your our time with that. <laughs> I figured nobody it, would Derek. remember who Caddy was, but I mean, <laughs> don't you have the you have the novelization key? Yeah, key. So Here's my like, whole... I do. I, yeah, I'll I'll look it up. I'll see what we got. Okay, Every chapter is from a different character's perspective. Mm-hmm. And Caddy has like seven chapters. Yeah, he's like a central character. To the you series. never get you know you never get uh, a dark helmet chapters you only get caddy chapters that are mm-hmm. tell you what dark helmet's doing the entire time yeah no, it, al- it alternates chapters between like the one thing and then caddy's like recap mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's one perspective then it's caddy's recap of that perspective as he sees it yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sounds kind of brilliant honestly yeah. <laughs> i know of course johnny silver. johnny silver as caddy from the spaceball novelization <laughs> Um, of course, the show with the most credits of his was H.R. Puffin Stuff. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. You guys know what that is? I do. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well. I used to watch H.R. Puffin Stuff. Okay. Well, you guys should be familiar. I'll just explain to the listeners then because it sounded <laughs> crazy to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, first I'll say he, he played someone called Ludicrous Lion. Um, okay. He also played someone called Dr. Blinky. Dr. Blinky. He replies, reprised the role of Blinky. He did. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Blinky lives on in HR Puff and Snuff. Um, <laughs> so I found the opening theme on YouTube. Uh, uh-huh. It's basically about for my, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong here. Cause you seem to know more than I do about this. Um, a kid is running down a hill. He's blowing in his magical flute. Uh, uh-huh. his theme song. He's finds a mysterious boat on the lake. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the sail says living Island on it. The song sings, come play with me, Jimmy. Come and play with me. Um, that's kind of creepy. Uh, the ship is then revealed to have eyes, and it kind of glances in Jimmy's direction. Of course, the boy hops onto the boat. He goes on an adventure across the sea. Then the song suddenly changes styles, revealing that the boat belonged to an evil witch who wants to steal his magical flute. She blasts a spell, and it reveals that the boat is actually evil. It was bright blue before, and now it turns all black and white and creepy looking. Um, but luckily, Puff and Snuff was there uh, watching, as always, to make sure nothing went bad. And uh, 
you know, you might be wondering, listeners, because I know Keith and Derek know who Puff Snuff is, what does he look like? Uh, well, if you think about like Pac-Man's head, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. and you put orange hair on top, put some That's googly right. eyes on there, uh, and then you put really dark bags under his eyes, throw that on the body of like a bipedal reptile. That's Puff and Snuff. Yeah, that sounds all right. I don't remember the reptile part, but I remember the head. Yeah. <laughs> He's half dragon. Yeah. Um, he Derek, how was your weekend? I don't remember the reptile part, but I remember the head. <laughs> oh. oh dear. Okay. Uh, let's 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 isolate that. Let's uh, concern. <laughs> You can ignore a lot of things. Yeah, know, I mean, yeah, as long as as, uh, <laughs> as long as they aren't in the same situation, should be all right. Yeah, well, you know, puff and snuff. He's stuff, puff and stuff. It's kind of hard to say. Puff. And I like stuff. puff and snuff too. I've been going with it. I like puff and snuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, he rushes in to save the boy. He's on the back of a fire engine with two goofy characters driving it. Um, he gets there before the witch can. Um, he saved the day. <laughs> it's very exciting. I remember. This show, but I don't remember anything based on this premise you've given me. I, I just remember <laughs> the name. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was curious about Mr. Blinky, and I did end up finding a clip that was just labeled like Puff and Stuff, uh, Mr. Blinky. So oh, wow. I watched it. Um, it also answered some questions for me. Apparently, everything on Living Island is alive, which I guess makes sense. <laughs> the, oh. the name belies. How, how clever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trees talk. We see a house sneeze. Um, and it talks as well. The books have eyeballs and they talk. Uh, there's a skull on a desk that talks as well. So I'm kind of like thinking, like, what is death? And there's no death at all. Like, if I die, my skeleton will just live on. I don't know. My skin will live on. Like, what if my skin gets separated from my skeleton? Like, is my skin alive now by itself? <laughs> mm. A lot yes. of questions around the, thing, the things that worry everybody on a daily basis. <laughs> I, <it's, laughs> if you're living on Living Island, most it, it should worry you because I don't know what's going to happen. Someone chops off my pinky fingers. Is it going to go running around as its own living thing after that? I don't know. It'll grow what? back into another version of me. It's the only one way to find out. Well, I'm gonna have to move to Living Island first. I ain't doing it right now. <laughs> or I could I could cut it off and ship it to Living Island, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but the shipping is so expensive. Oh yeah, getting anything over to Living Island. It's gonna take it's... like three months. Yeah. Uh so we end up at Miss Dr. Blinky is just like a man-sized owl who could talk, of course. Um of course. Does like classic like who jokes are like, this is Billy or whoever that kid's name is like who? Billy, who <laughs> classic who jokes, you know, exactly what you'd expect from an owl. Uh, he makes lots of explosions while mixing chemicals. So I guess he's like a mad scientist. Um, I started skipping around the clip mm. a lot at that point because I was not very interested. Um, and I all I know now that though is that I see he's a mad scientist. And I know grandpa's kind of a mad scientist. So I would love to see like a crossover between these two characters, Dr. Blinky versus grandpa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be pretty cool. That um, would be amazing. I want to see it so bad that actually I set up a um a little you know a little uh, I got I hired some actors. Um, we're gonna have a little theater performance up top, but we got to give them some time to prepare, put on their costumes, the Doctor Blinky costume, the Grandpa Monster costumes. Um, so we're gonna have to slowly rise our way up because we want to give the theater troupe time to prepare for the the scene they're about to show us. No. Terry, did you say slowly so the theater troupe could prepare for us? Yes, yeah, I did say that. Well, <laughs> I thought as much. I thought you might have said as much. 
but you know me. I uh, grab uh, grabbed a hold of this rope that was down here, and then oh, I cut my another rope. rope, and it <laughs> dropped a sandbag from oh. uh, up at the top of the stage. <laughs> And I used that to shoot my way all the way up. <laughs> it was connected all the way to the top. <laughs> yep. I was like, what's this rope doing here? What's it tied to? And I cut the rope and I saw, and I, there it was. I just saw the sandbag plummet down to the depths. Of hell. Miles down into the depths. Yep. And I just shot up. And it's so fast. <laughs> I got out of the wow. water, flew up on the stage. Uh, yeah, you know, that. unfortunately, that sandbag, though, uh, was keeping... Uh, things from falling on other things and lots mm. of stuff collapsed up here. Oh no, the um, sets are all destroyed. Yeah, the, whoever was playing Grandpa and his understudy were both crushed by uh, light, lighting trusses. Got crushed? Yeah, oh. <laughs> he's up and comer. I oh. know. Uh, I mean, the, and the makeup was very faithful, so I'll leave him here so you guys can see him. Oh, um, good. The crushed versions of Grandpa has <laughs> yeah. understudied the new character we added for the play. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, the understudy that like beam like right across his nose. Hey, oh funny. gosh! Oh well, at least Doctor Blinky's okay, right? Shoot. <laughs> well, <laughs> at least you'd hope that Doctor Blinky would be okay, but apparently he died of grief. Um, <laughs> when he saw the understudy, he go saw down. everything. <sighs> he just like the shock of uh, all the happenings. He passed out, you know, and, and then hit mm. his head. Um, oh, so he passed out. He didn't die of grief. Passed out and hit his head. head. Okay, tumbled gotcha. over face down into a, a puddle of <laughs> the tears from no oh. puddle of urine from oh. the two grandpas died. Oh, God. <laughs> it was it's just a terrible, terrible mess. I came up to up here. So wow, oh. you really did die of grief. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At one of those points, I'm sure he was feeling a lot of grief. I'm not what part. I'm not sure what part exactly. <laughs> Once yeah, my face lot. hits a puddle of urine, I'm feeling a lot of grief. And yeah, I but he was knocked out. He was knocked out. He never even knew. Oh, yeah. He you passed out, so you passed out, so you didn't know. <laughs> your head hits some urine, you know, subconsciously or not. I think you know. Yeah, it's just a disaster up here. And I, hmm. I, I, I rung the staff to come clean it up. And I said, yeah, you clean this up before Terry and Keith get up here. like, oh, Keith. I don't know what you did the staff man but they do not like you I told them they had to pay for their own exorcism to get rid of the book okay I so we don't have the funds to do that. They got to do it on their own. Yeah, they could they could get it in uh, twenty six uh, paycheck deductions. Yeah, um, yeah, it's weird how all that money funnels back to Keith somehow. <laughs> he, he's the one that. Yeah, he's actually he's been become ordained as a priest to do the exorcism. <laughs> he yeah. He's like, oh, time for the exorcism. He just puts a collar <laughs> on his neck. <laughs> they finally get the funds. Then Keith reveals him. It's like the priest will be here any day now. Keith comes gets walking the little in dings, and... the Venbo notification. Yep. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Wow. Anywho, gents, uh, boy, despite all this disaster, I and Terry, I gotta thank you for this production because there's a terrific craft service table here, mm -hmm. including prime rib craft on the craft service table. So yep. there's yep. a there's a carving station. So when you guys get up here, <laughs> what a production! Yeah, I, I knew you love prime rib, Derek. So I can, I had to request that for the. Oh, I love the carving station. It's got mm -hmm. the heat lamps and the guy just slicing it off for you. There's yeah, nothing else. There's nothing else. Yeah. So the entire budget for the dressers <laughs> yeah. is just prime rib. For the carving that's station, yeah. that's expensive. Yeah. It's all for the carving station. There's also turkey there too. So we got mm, that. I ain't touching that. Yeah, nobody goes after that. There's mm. prime rib right there. 
We so <laughs> we should probably do it then, boyos. Let's talk about season two, episode twenty-eight, and that leaves us with 29, 30, 31, 32. Four episodes after this one. Oh, oh Herman, like very the little, tire yeah. kicker. Keith <laughs> mentioned earlier, this sandwich came out March thirty-first, nineteen sixty-six. It was the ninetieth day of the year. When I sat crisscross applesauce uh-huh. on a distant mm-hmm. planet and transported sure. myself, uh, my spiritual being to this planet, and then I climbed up on our kitchen table and saw Chris sat crisscross applesauce, sure. and then transported myself back in time. I saw this written on the clacker. Uh, <clears throat> Herman buys Marilyn an old car that turns out to be stolen. Yes, exactly right. Exactly right. This is. I think the last of the highly, well, there might be one more highly rated episodes on IMDb with a 7.8. Yeah, that, that's high praise for a Monsters episode, 7.8. It I is. Um, that's just like brushing the, 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 the top of the score food chain. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like a shark fin that, you know, it's like it, peeking out. That's yeah, not the full it's shark. just poking out of the water. Oh, beware, Herman the Tire Kicker, because this one starts with a title card. It hasn't they haven't had a title card in a while. It's true. It's kind of weird. And it's got a funky stinger. It's over the house. We come into the kitchen. Herman looks angry, but it's breakfast, and he just wants more pancakes. Uh, they're coming, and they are yummy. He's like, oh, they're so yummy. Marilyn can't have any more. You know why? She said, I go catch her bus. Mm. Lee says, jeez. That's the third time this week she hasn't finished breakfast because of that dang bus. And he brings Herman a giant stack of pancakes and says, why don't you buy her car? Yeah, Eddie. Smart man. For, for the mouth of babes. Eddie. Yeah. And Lily's like, that's a great idea. I'll skip by, I don't know, buying black curtains or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Somehow she's saving money on sheets and towels. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, the, and it's what, like 28 bucks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, ah, I'll skip buying those things. And I'll get single got... ply toilet paper this time. We'll save a couple bucks. And we'll yeah, in nineteen sixty, twenty bucks was probably like I don't know, two grand. They must need a lot to buy a car. And Grandpa says, "Well, I'll return these bottles to the blood bank because we loved using the blood bank joke." Yep. Oh God, yeah. I don't. They don't want those bottles back. I guarantee it. Mm-mm. <laughs> they probably don't even know they're missing. I bet Grandpa sneaks in there. And I'm grabs sure he them. steals them. Oh. Yeah, at will. Which, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, for vampires, he's more of like, I love humans. Vampire, isn't he? He won't eat humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like eats I'm, mice and you know oh, blood bank yeah. blood. Never seen him eat anything besides. Yeah, I've seen him eat breakfast. I've seen yeah. him eat a sword. <laughs> he eats <laughs> eats avocados. Yeah, pits the pit only. What kind of vampire is this guy? Is he probably, even a vampire? Probably gets his power from the moon. Probably it's the worst vampire ever. But Herman says, "Wait a minute, I have an announcement that I've been sitting on until breakfast. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a bonus, and it's oh. a rather substantial one. And I, th- I would be happy to put that into a car for Marilyn. I'm like, well, that is very nice of Herman. And Herman's like, that's yeah. a great idea. Herman says, well, I'm going to look into it this afternoon. Grandpa laughs at him. You buy a car. And then we get the head of the household bullshit. I'm the head of the household. I'll buy a car. And he slams his fist on the table. Pancakes go flying up. Then they drop down on Herman's head. 
banger. Return from oh, Bang. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, oh God. Terry, Terry was bored this week. <laughs> I think I'm about to blow the banger wide open. I found something <laughs> crazy. Blow the banger wide open, will you? <laughs> All right. So, you know, we start with Herman. Mm-hmm. He busts through the wall or whatever. Yep. You see a lamp at the top of the stairs. Uh-huh. It goes through all the characters. There's this lamp. Well, maybe Herman is hard to see because it's a weird angle. They kind of got to shoot downwards. But when it gets to Maryland, the lamp's just gone. There's no lamp at the top of the stairs. It's mm-hmm. missing. And then it goes back to Eddie and the lamp has returned. Oh, this fills in with ter- <laughs> uh, with Derek's theory always that they shot that other part separately. Yeah. Hoping that uh, mm-hmm. Pat Priest would come back. Well, this is yep. Pat Priest. I'm sorry, Beverly Owens will come left. back. Who? Beverly Owens? Yeah. Yeah, hoping that she would come back. Oh, well, maybe. Nope. I just got to say, I would got to throw that on the IMDb goofs because they got to <laughs> be called out on this. <laughs> I sure hope somebody got fired for that one. But bl- <laughs> the blanger, the blangers blow by Bloblin. <laughs> I'm yeah, Derek, Derek can't even say anymore. He's just blowing his mind with this one, Terry. Yeah, it's too much. <laughs> yep. Next week, just look for that lamp. You'll know what I'm talking about. Oh, boy. Well, if you can not look at the dust, you can catch the lamp. <laughs> that means I have to not look at the skip intro button. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, God. Yeah. I ignore that every week so I can watch the intro. <laughs> oh, I just had almost had a spit take. But I got that. Oh, all right. Well, the banger's been blown. Wide open. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we're back from the blinger with a wonky trumpet that is kind of awesome. It's like, burr, 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 burr. it's Fair Deal Dan. That's what the sign says. It also says, mm-hmm. we're here to stay. And it's Ooh, a used mm-hmm. car lot. And there's a tent and there's cars and there's people in the tent. <laughs> and I'm like, that's weird. Yeah, I would say if they had their base of operations is a tent, I'm a little skeptical <laughs> on the, the we're here to stay part, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm, I'm, a, like I'm skeptical on everything, whether it's staying or not. I'm like, yes. you, do, you do your base of operations. Is out of a tent? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I would go to any other car lot until there's a building or something that they can work out. <laughs> the tent seems like a little bit of a shady I business. Think, yeah, I mean, unless you have like a, a renaissance fair or, or maybe a... Um, a farmer's market, then maybe you can have a tent True. set up. But like, there's yeah, like a knight know. in shining armor selling me the car. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, there's there's just acceptable places where like all your employees can be standing in a tent waiting for customers to show. I up was and... going to suggest like a French fur trapper from like the 1800s <laughs> in the, in, in like the un unsettled Louisiana purchase area, right? Mm-hmm. Just out in the wilderness. Yeah, yeah. Just I got all these pelts. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll take a few few cars he's wrangled up yeah we 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 pelts pelts and cars pelts and cars <laughs> fair deal dan uh herman comes Her- herman man sometimes i never said an h herman comes on he's inspecting the cars he rips the fender off one that says the word sacrifice written on the window yes. <laughs> why does it I say that did not understand that at all i don't yes. know yes um, but he he pulled the fender right off. He rips mm. it to pieces. Yeah. I like this though, because it's like a busy city. Like you're seeing people walking around in the background. Like this is like a very like living set that they're on right now. I yeah. like it. It's not empty, barren. I you see people constantly walking around. It's very bright, sunny, and it's mm-hmm. urban. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm, tall buildings. Yeah, I don't get it. 
Nobody uh, seems to be freaking out about Herman dismantling no, the car. But no one freaks out about Herman. Not even the car dealership guy. <laughs> not even him. Oh, yeah. They just think he's what from the circus or something. Yeah. Herman kicks the tires on one and flattens it. And then we yeah. get our opening clip and we find out who's in the tent. We got uh, Blinky and Fair Deal Dan and, and somebody. Two other like, guys. Yeah, Clyde. Like, Blinky Big Clyde. And Clyde. They're there. I'd love very... a role like that. Where I don't have to say anything. I just sit in the tent with some cards and just sit there, <laughs> collect the paycheck for the rest of your life. Some uh, individuals. Mm-hmm. So they're sitting there. We find out about them. We get the opening clip. The guy comes out. He's like, blah blah blah. We get the end of the clip, and then the sales guy says, "I could tell you know a lot about cars. Don't you think this one's a little light for you?" Herman looks at him, lifts the car with one arm, like lifts it. Sticks his yep. arm in and lifts it off the ground. The canned audience has a field day with this. They love that. Every they time hit. he does that, they love that. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? You're right. It's too light. I want something heavier. So dude's like, let me show you this convertible. Sign says special in the window. Then the dude reverse psychologies Herman into wanting the car. I can't remember exactly what he did. He's like, you don't want this. And Herman's like, yeah, I do. Um, Oh, he's like he assumes that you wouldn't want to be seen like in yeah. the car. Like, yeah, that's right. You wouldn't want to be seeing this. It's oh, because I'm too level headed, huh? Well, I'm gonna have you know this one's for my niece. He's like, well, What'd you know that was owned by a niece to an old lady <laughs> <Yeah>. from Pasadena? <laughs> How coincidental. Yeah. And she only drove it to four H clubs uh twice a month. Now they say Pasadena. Which makes me think California, which is what their sunny urban set looks like. Mm-hmm. But well, I don't know. I kind of hate how they don't exist in one location. Where, where, where else? Where else have we? Where else have we thought that like the they maybe? Well, we settled on New York, Western New York, or Cleveland area because the because Johan was, you know. And Lily went to a the resort in Toronto. Yes. Yes. Right. Well, yeah, maybe this is like one of those like weird, like oh, the DC universe where they're like weird city. They're like in some weird city, and like the the cities we know aren't in the places we imagine them to be. They're like, <laughs> yeah, they live actually, in Gotham City. Yeah, yes. <laughs> there is a Pasadena, Ohio. No, well, there well, you there go. You go. That maybe might be it. Is. And they have nice old ladies there with nieces. Um. Anyway. That's where that car. That's who that car was owned by. Uh, where we got here, everyone wants to take it for a test drive. He's like, "Dad, don't you want to have the pride of ownership when you drive it?" And he's like, "I want to know how the engine sounds." And he's like, "Well, let me turn it off first. And he fakes turning off the car. Uh, <laughs> Herman says it was on. I could barely hear it. You could barely hear it. Hmm. Better knock twenty five bucks off for a new muffler. Herman's like, "Oh, I want to buy it right now. So bad, give me this car." What a ruse! This is just, yeah. I know. There's lots going on here, but fair deal, Dan. He's like, "I don't even know if this car's available." Hey, Blinky, did we get that call from Hollywood? Oh, Carrie Grant's manager says yeah, Mr. I'll- Grant's due in from Europe. So this does lean that leans into California, though. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And he's sure he's gonna want it. As soon as he lands, as soon as he touches down in Europe from Europe, he's gonna want this car. Herman's oh, like yeah. Cary Grant. Mm, you said it, not me. But fair deal, Dan says I'll sell it to you for the same price. Herman says I can do that, and he goes nine hundred dollars. And the canned audience 
has shocked nervous laughter. <laughs> so nine hundred dollars for a used car was a lot in nineteen sixty six. I'm that sure they marked like up a, a little bit for Cary Grant. Mm-hmm. You can afford it. Yeah. But remember, we said like the money is like seven times, right? Or mm-hmm. like seven, even if it's eight times, that's like six grand for a convertible. Yeah. And Herman doesn't have that much money. But that doesn't seem unreasonable, though, for a used car, True. right? Used cars, not bad. Yeah. Mm. Herman says, darn, darn, darn. I only got 375 in weird looking fake money cash and the dude says I like you you got a pretty face I'll sell it to you for 375 as long as you promise not to tell Cary Grant done and done Herman hands over the money hops in the car grabs a sign that says sold in the window which was already there (laughs) yes but it didn't say sold it said special on it you're right Mm mm-hmm until until he goes to get in it like very quickly after like he handed the money and got in the car so there's no reason to put the sold sign on there anymore nope. but somebody just flipped that special sign around and it apparently probably just said sold on the back side Herman rips Herman, it in half he rips it in half it said just give him the sign well here's your sign yeah, yeah. right and well here you could probably use this for all your other cars when that happens <laughs> he rips nope. it in half in- in case anybody was driving by in like the five seconds between handing over the money and him getting in the car, they wanted to show that, yes, a car has been sold. Yeah. Herman buys a car. He's never driven it. He's never turned it on. This is the first time he's sitting in it. He tears that sign in half, calls the guy over, and Herman's got a very smug grin on his face. He says, what Cary Grant doesn't know won't hurt him. Mm-hmm. Herman laughs. Fair deal, Dan laughs. Herman fires at the car, sputters off. <laughs> it's loud. It sounds nothing like it did when it was supposedly on a second yeah, yeah. ago. Yep. yep. All the things that should make Herman go, wait a minute. But he doesn't. He drives off the lot. Fair deal. Dan whistles, says, move him out. And then we I get the high speed teardown of the used car lot. Oh, yeah. And the audience loves it when they do this, too. They were yes. dying. And they basically uh, like clown car a bunch of cars into that like truck like Mm -hmm. it seems like they put like four or five of them into just that one not very deep truck no it's a trailer that looks like one of those horse trailers you know you see the interstate that holds a horse or some pigs in it Mm -hmm. they drive all the cars that are on the lot into that back of that (laughs) that trailer (laughs) but then they keep one car that basically is going to drive around with the fair deal Dan sign on it. Like that seems like a giveaway. Like mm-hmm. if you're trying to escape, you're still advertising it though. The lot is empty and they drive off fade to Herman sitting in the car and it's in the yard for some reason. <laughs> Eddie is there. Yes. And so is the rest of the family. They're just off camera right now. Herman's excited. He's like, I can't wait to get this to Maryland. Fair deal. Dan and I practically stole it from Cary Grant. Marilyn is excited. Mm-hmm. She gets in. Let's like start it up. Herman's like start it. Mm. Well, he says some shit like, "Even you wouldn't buy a car without a motor in it." Well, I I would start it, but the car stalled right outside the lot. What downhill? So I coasted home. Come on, he so he he decided just to go with it. Like yes, <laughs> which which then becomes a problem later on. There's another part later on that I'm like. 
Yes. If he if he just drove off the lot and then he was able to coast home, he's not that far from wherever the lot is. No. Or not like you can get lost or anything. It could be like the Sierra Nevada mountains behind him from California. Mm-hmm. Who knows? He coasted all the way home. Wee, 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 all the way home went Herman. And uh, Lily's, oh, let's say, turn it on. And Eddie's like, yeah, turn it on, Pop. So he turns the key, and then all hell breaks loose. Fenders are flying. Yep. Doors yep. fall off. Like the literally explodes in slow motion, basically. Yes. The hood pops up, all sorts of fire. The canned audience is flabbergasted. The canned audience does some work in this episode. They do, yeah. They're flabbergasted. It's like by they this. opened a couple cans of audience. Yes. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it could be a fresh can. Some they haven't seen oh, anything yeah. like this before. Mm-hmm. Just got back from the audience store with these fresh cans of audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh yeah, it smells that nice fizz to it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like I keep editing out the cracking of the open of the can and opening again. <laughs> yep. They are just they don't know what to do. The 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 car is exploding and Herman's sitting in it. All the pieces of bumper falls off. Do you think so were people watching this live? No. They just like had like random laugh tracks and threw them on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this none of this is live. Yeah. Okay. It was not okay. filmed in front of a live studio audience. I wish it was. I wish it was. I wish it was too. I wish it would cut to the audience every once in a while, either falling asleep <laughs> or out of control laughing. Yes. Riding, I, like ripping each other to pieces. Yeah, I yeah. don't know what would what have happened in 1966 with this. I'm assuming, though, that like this is from some live studio audience that they just recorded. Mm-hmm. And then Maybe they, they like screened it for people. Wherever. Maybe It's possible. The screen part might be possible. I don't know how they did it, but it wasn't like it was on a in a like a set with uh you know people because you don't get like the clapping and stuff like you used to do in the 90s and the 80s yes. sitcoms right yes do you, okay but then also like i would you think the writers got the ability to put in like all right put in the can laughter here because we think this joke should really pop i bet you they did but i have a feeling i actually listened to a podcast i can't remember what it might have been 99 invisible about this <laughs> that people that actually like when they went through, they were trained professionals <laughs> on inserting laughter. Like I'm not even kidding. Really? Like this, this was their this was their trade was doing this, and there was like a very specific art form to blending the laughs so they didn't become repetitive and stuff like that. Well, I just looked at uh, Monsters Today was apparently filmed with a three camera setup, uh, Universal live for studio audiences. Hmm. They're played so, back to the, the the audience, though. They're played back, so maybe maybe they filmed it and then yeah, screened it. Yeah, seems like a mistake either way. <laughs> Nobody should see that. Yeah, no. <laughs> ever. Car explodes. Merlin goes. Well, at least it runs. Grandpa says, "Leave it to you, Herman, to buy a car that junks itself." Herman's like, "You think fair deal, Dan stuck me?" Lily says, "Herman, you've been shish kebabbed." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I thought you guys were going to react to that, but you didn't. <laughs> nope, no, no tells... comment. Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Hilarious. You know what? That was, was pretty good. Yeah, open up the can. Nope. Pa- Sorry. Paused for reaction. No reaction. <laughs> <Silence>. <laughs> 
Yeah, Derek, what you don't know is me and Keith have our own cans of our own reactions. <laughs> I didn't expect open. you to laugh. I expected <laughs> you to say it's something for some reason. <sighs> I mean, it was a kind of a funny like escalation of what Herman said. <laughs> All right. So, but run, run it back again. Nope. Yep, I refuse. Let's do take. Okay. Yeah. Lily tells Herman to return to Fair Deal Dan. Then she tells Marilyn to get the number for the Better Business Bureau. Herman doesn't want to upset Fair Deal Dan. He's liable to go into a tizzy. So this is why Herman just rolls with it, because he wants Fair Deal Dan to like him. Ah, it makes sense. But he does this all the time. Like he's always like he worried just about wants people offending to like somebody. Him. Yeah. Because his family hates him. So yeah, he needs somebody sure. external to like him. He needs validation from somebody. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, everybody's calling him fat or old or yeah. worthless or stupid. Stupid mostly. Yep. And if he goes back to Fair Deal Dan, he'll insinuate that he's not fair. He might stamp his foot, call him a poor sport and everything. Grandpa asks if he's afraid of his own shadow. And Herman says, no, I'm not. I've seen it lots of times and it hardly scares me anymore. anymore. <laughs> Very funny. Lily starts yelling at him uh, about how much he sucks. Marilyn comes back in for some reason, and she's like, I got the number for the Better Business Bureau. Everybody listen up. It's Klondike 5470. What is that? So they, they can't use a real prefix. That's why, like nowadays they use it. It's always like 555. Yes. But and like, this, is, this is the pre- precursor to that Klondike. So was there a time where like you... You like your phone number, like was like you a name of something, and then the last four digits. Possibly, I I didn't live at the time, but if you if you <laughs> <laughs> well, when you went back, when did you yeah, see? Yeah, I mean, your tantric meditation style. You think? You yeah, I know. This. I don't use the phone when I'm back. That, oh. that. but um, so the, the one of the jokes of the monsters is the direct dial thing, right? Isn't direct dialing great? I mm-hmm. think there was a time when you had to like tell the operator what to connect you to, right? Give oh, me Klondike so if, 5470. And like so if, region. if you said Klondike, they automatically knew that was such and such area code in like the first three digits. I'm guessing. Do yeah, not know. I buy it. Makes sense. I'm yeah. taking that as fact. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, don't right. don't quote me. Nope. I, I think... Add that add that to the to the uh Munster's uh IMDB page. Now <laughs> the only reason I half know this is I had I looked it up at one time because the Simpsons use that all the time. Oh, interesting. And okay. they'll say Klondike or KL5 uh, hmm. is the prefix. Yeah. Okay. Well, I believe you. I believe you. So Marilyn comes in with the Better Business Bureau, Klondike 5470. Lily continues to yell at Herman. And then she's like, come on, Marilyn. And they storm off. But Marilyn turns like, don't. Thanks, Uncle Herman. Thank you. you. It's nice that you tried. Yeah. Don't feel bad. Yeah. Grandpa says you tried. Napoleon tried at Waterloo. (laughs) Some bitch. (laughs) Grandpa loves when Herman fails. Yes. And I feel like Herman takes it like more personally this time than usual. Mm -hmm. He's like really sad about it. But Grandpa really revels in it. He's got big grins on his face and he's dancing around most of the time in this episode. Mm-hmm. He's like pacing around the car, you know, shooting mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But Herman does convince him to go with him. And he's like, fine, I'll go with you. But let me go around and pick up all the pieces of the car that fell off and try to put it back together again. And then in classic repairing a car fashion, 
you know, repair it for the road. He gets the bumper. He looks at it. He tries to set it on the hood and he realizes it's in the wrong direction. He turns it around and he flips it over and he makes sure that the bumper with the license plate is on the hood of the, can- uh, the car facing forward, not on the front of the car, but on the hood. Uh, so mm-hmm. when he walks away, the camera can zoom in on the license plate and it's QD4625. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh my god i was like surely this will come into play yeah hmm. a two it coming into play police officer <laughs> writing on a piece of Wasting paper no on the board voice on the radio add to the hot sheet qd4625 and i wrote omg that's the plate on hermit's convertible <laughs> with seven exclamation points the canned audience very concerned <gasps> Oh my God! Herman's about to get arrested. Taking yeah. a jail. Be on the lookout. This is a stolen car. Mm, Two cops in their that. squad car. Like, let's go catch us a car thief. Commercial break. Return from commercial break. Fade to Herman and Grandpa returning to the empty lot. Herman's certain this is a lot right over there is where they pitch the tent. And then Grandpa says, "Well, maybe the Arabs have taken it on the lamb." This did not get a positive reaction from the canned audience. <laughs> nope. The nope. canned audience is like, Ugh. yeah. Mm-hmm. At least the, you know the car's running now, though. That's good. Yes. If, maybe Grandpa could just fix it. He built a car at one point. <laughs> yes. Which, which also, which also leads me to the fact that before they got the Munster coach, they had another car mm-hmm. that the invisible guy drove and took yes. Meryl or took Lily to go get there. Grandpa also has the. Uh, He's also got the dragster, the Dragula car. Yes. They don't really go anywhere. Couldn't Marilyn just take a car? Or have the invisible guy driver? Yes. Yes. To then would, but, but then we wouldn't get this episode. So my can bad. She, can episode. she teleport to class every day? Like, Grandpa yes. gets in there off with the No, they end up, ends up in Kansas. Hmm. Possible end up in Kansas City. But then there's also the fact that, like you just brought it up, Keith, Grandpa is established as being a quite successful builder of cars. Mm-hmm. Don't you need to buy one? Just make sure. a car. Heck, even hire, you know, be nice and pay him to do it. Like, I bet he'd be yeah. thrilled. Here's 375 bucks. Build a car. Okay. So that's all done. Herman's like, I don't even know what to do now. What am I supposed to do? They're gone. What do I do? And Grandpa says, do what you always do. Go home, sit quietly, and let let Lily yell at you. (laughs) Um, They drive off. Fade two. Herman and Grandpa driving. I love this perspective because it's from the hood of the car looking at the two of them. Mm -hmm. Grandpa looks like he's in pain. Mm -hmm. Herman (laughs) is like, I think the house is due west. Because he's apparently never driven home from the lot before. Yeah, This is is the thing I thought like. He's like, well, it stalled out right around the corner from the lot, and I just coasted home. Mm-hmm. So you got home, then you drove back to there. Mm-hmm. Why would you suddenly get lost and drive in all different directions? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe uh, it's dark. Maybe he doesn't recognize things in the dark. Uh, mm. He needs those glasses that help you see at the night. Um, <laughs> night vision glasses. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like yeah, night glasses instead of sunglasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, definitely. He needs like um, heat vision or something. I don't know. 
Yeah, not, like little like glass with little light bulbs on the side. Oh light. god, that'd be awesome. If you had glasses and like the uh the frame that's just got little LED bulbs on it. But the yes. pre LEDs, so they'd be like big like candescent white hot and like, all they'd be yeah. melting his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they've got those transition lens when it gets too bright, they like you know <laughs> they get darker. So like when they'd have the reverse transition lens that like the lights start to get brighter and brighter mm-hmm. as the the night comes down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just brights up the room. Uh, I just awesome. love the idea of the glasses melting to his face. <laughs> but it's due west. And Grandpa's like, well, God damn it. You've gone north, south, and east. The odds are in your favor. And Grandpa says, you're driving me bats. And soon I'm going to turn into one and fly home. <laughs> wow. Nice, Grandpa. Good. And one. I don't know why. Every once in a while, I break into like an Oprah cadence. You've tried north, <laughs> south, and west. So the odds are in your favor. Like, I'm just, like screaming uh, things. Um, it's all right. You get excited. I mean, it's I a do great, get excited. Some great monster moments. I love this, these things so much. <laughs> these yep. these things we call monsters. <laughs> That'll be the. <laughs> That's name a great of episode my title. Yes. Oh, a memoir would be awesome. These things I call monsters. Yeah. <laughs> from there we get a police car on an empty street that does not look familiar at all with the sirens wailing Herman thinks it's a fire and he's got a great plan let's follow it and maybe that something is on fire in our neighborhood (laughs) oh my god yeah like what the really I like that for some reason I don't know why it's just like Okay. The, the the stupidity of <laughs> the thought process and the hoping that one of your neighbors' houses yes. is on fire. Okay, that's kind of funny. It's yeah. kind of funny. And Gramps like, well, uh, your luck it'd be your house. Herman realizes the cops are pulling him over, so he pulls over. Cops get out of the car. Grandpa flies by as a bat. Yeah, Grandpa just dips out at that point. Well, a bat flies by, and I guarantee they thought, well, people understand that's Grandpa. Hmm. Let's yeah. have the cops remark on the bat. Oh. I mean, I would if a bat flew past my head, to be fair. <laughs> what was that, a bat? You don't see them around here very often, almost like an old man transformed into one. Nope, nope. I think <laughs> was there attract- two people in this car? Interesting. <laughs> I think the bat was naturally a, the this nocturnal creature that is functionally blind that uses sound to echolocate <laughs> and fly around. It must have been attracted by the lights. Yes, yeah, especially sense. especially uh, such a giant bat compared it's to such a probably... giant bat. Almost as if a bat was yeah. like being hung on strings and it's wings yes. are flapping. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I love how the people that write these episodes have such a like high level understanding of things, and then they incorporate them into the scripts. It's like mm-hmm. we have the loosest knowledge and understanding of what a bat is. Of what a bat does, yeah. <laughs> they're bats. I bet you they think they're birds. I almost bet you they they would think they, they don't know the difference. Yeah, yeah. Mammal. What kind of animal is a bat? Oh, it's a bird, right? It's from a bird, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it right. makes sense. You can't Google things back in the sixty-five. No, know. and you'd have you to like have go to, to go library and check out a book on bats, like yeah. They don't have any research assistance on the monsters, so they're just yeah. like, hmm. just mm-hmm. guess. I think bats like lights, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe that sounds right. Yeah. I mean, I've seen so many bats just 
constantly <laughs> swarming all my my lights at night when I turn on the porch what light. What if they think moths are bats? Oh, that would make a lot more sense. Because they're little and hairy, right? Bats oh, are hairy. You know, moths are, are moths bats? I think they might be bats. <laughs> they there like there's so many bats outside. No, moths and bats are two different things. Oh. <sighs> All right. Well, you have to sorry, sorry, that. You have to you have to share your yeah. work on that one, Keith, because I'm not convinced. Actually, well, there's an Alice Obscura episode that that I recently listened to that talked about uh, you the difference between the two. It talked about how bats were eating the the moths and how they've gotten very good at it. So they will leave the wings and just eat the center parts. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Do you well, think they, they don't they, like the wings? What's the yeah, problem? Well, like the, the, well, the guy, the guy was in the guy was uh, on a trip into the the Amazon, and he said he was staying in his room, and he had like the um, he had the mosquito net up and stuff like that. And he woke up the next morning, he looked down, there's a bunch of like it looked like pink confetti on the ground, and so he scooped a bunch up. And when he went to show like his guide person, the guy was like, "Oh, that's moth wings," and he's like, "Well, why the hell are just a bunch of moth wings in my?" My room, I was thinking, he goes, oh, that's because the bats have gotten really good. They just swoop through and they eat just the middle part and they let the How is that wings possible? Go. I, who knows? But apparently it was enough. Also, in the guy, the guy's like, well, so I had a bunch of moths in my room and a bunch of bats while I slept all night long. <laughs> yeah, this is a that's very a story. weird story. Yeah. There's like a serial killer bat just ripping the wings off all these moths and just leaving them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of like a bat going to a restaurant. <laughs> and ordering a plate of moths, you know, yeah. like when I order chicken wings, yes, I, I just order slats only. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. my favorite part, right? I don't want the drumsticks, I want the flats of the, the chicken wings. So that's what they do. Just like, oh, can yep. I just can I get like two dozen moths, but just the middles hold the wings? <laughs> well, it's like bone in, bone out, like oh, yeah, wing in, wing out. <laughs> <laughs> With the bats, I'll take the. Yeah, wing out. I don't like. Oh, that. The, you know what? The thing about the bats, though, like there's other bats. Like you can't. It's not a wing. If it, it's not a moth, if it's wingless, that's just <laughs> that's just a moth nugget. <laughs> <laughs> moth yeah. nuggets, great. I mean, I just prefer to eat yeah you know, my moths with like a fork. You know, don't worry about plucking anything with my <laughs> oh, bare God, hands. You use a fork to eat your moths? Oh my God! <laughs> Got to eat like a real bat with your hands. Oh, yeah. Oh, we get to the good part now. Let's get let's get to the good part. Right. Cops walk up. Better call an ambulance. This poor fellow's been in an accident, and this joke's been reused. I like call that joke. the other cop, mm-hmm. the joke police. Very <laughs> funny, but it has been used many times. Many times. But Herman hears it. It's like, no, I haven't. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you They're have. It's like, no. I even wear my seatbelt, just like they say on TV. They're like, this guy's deranged. He's delirious. They check his license. By George, he hasn't been in an accident <laughs> since I like that his picture, picture was man. taken. Yep, that picture. Oh, yeah, since, since his picture was taken, yeah. Get out of the car. It's like, come on. All right, all right. Come on, Grandpa. And they're like, who's he talking to? Grandpa's gone. He was there just a minute ago. Hmm. He didn't fly Pretty past cool. you, did he? And they're like, oh, God. Better give him the balloon. Now, this, this part really confused me, the balloon part. So they didn't have breathalyzers back then. And then there's something about if you're inebriated, your lung capacity is lower. Oh, really? Hmm. Yes, I believe when you exhale. I could be wrong on that, but that's what he, we fade to Herman blowing up a balloon. It's huge. And it reminded me of those balloons 
that you used to get and you tie them off and you could hop on them. What? You know what I'm talking you can about? You hop people? on a balloon? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know exactly what you're they talking about. They were real yeah. big. And then like the, the pink, it was like a, they were big and pink. Okay. And then you would tie them off with like a yellow, like rubber band at the end. And then you could use them as punching. Uh, oh, that sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. So is it like, like an exercise ball, but like not as strong? No, they're just, they were toys for kids. But I'm pretty sure like mm. you could blow them up huge and like people okay. would pop on them, hop on them and shit. Um, but anyway, he blows it up and it pops and he's like, damn it. And the cop goes, well, that's six. So they so let that him proves he's not drunk then. Yes, clearly he's not drunk. And then so they go, well, better walk the white line. So Herman's trying to walk the white line. He stumbles. He falls over. And he's like, but it's not what you think. Looking down from great heights makes me very dizzy. First I'm hearing of that. He's got vertigo. Oh, so anytime he walks, he gets it. If that's if yeah. he looks down. Right. Yeah. yeah. The cops like we've seen enough. We're taking him in. Herman says, I can't. I've already missed half of my three sons. And they say, we're taking you in because this car is stolen. <laughs> what wah, just wah, did wah, that what the fuck with. was a sobriety test for? Yeah, Just to add on to his like charges, I guess. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or to fill up five minutes of this. Episode. Oh, you know, maybe. I, I felt like it was pretty integral to the plot. Like, you know, just... I, there's it, oh. it's it's foreshadowing for later because we see a lot of drunk people. Yeah. Fade two. The news spreads quickly because Lily and Marilyn are in the living room and they're upset. Lily can't bear to think of Herman behind bars. And at first I'm like, how'd they find out so fast? But I'm assuming grandpa was as a bat spying on everything. Just watching. And yeah, he didn't like come helping and, Herman. He didn't swoop into the rescue. Yeah. No. He didn't transform into a back into a man and kill the police officers. No. Like this. That'd be a little bit too much. You go wolf form yeah. and scare him off or anything. Yeah, yeah. Anything. Marilyn's Marilyn, for some reason, she's ready to fall on the sword. This is all my fault. <laughs> I don't know how they bought you a gift and it sucked. Yeah. Uh, Herman did a horrible job of buying it. Too. Yeah. And grandpa even uh, grandpa even like doubles down on that. He's like, no, Herman's just a born loser. Lily says Herman is a kind soul who puts great faith in his fellow ma- human beings. And Grandpa says, no better way to be a loser. I'm like, oh, that's rather cynical of Grandpa. That is get, becoming more of an optimist, Grandpa. God damn it, Grandpa. Yeah, don't be a pe- don't be a pessimist. Be an optimist. We be had optimist. that already today. Yeah, I, I, know, I know you're a vampire, but you got to look on the bright side of life. Yeah. Look at the sunny side of things there, mm-hmm. Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, Grandpa, you idiot. <laughs> you moron. You freak. Lily is worried Herman will get a demotion at work if they find out. Mm. And he's worked so hard, he's worked himself up to the front right handle of like carrying being a casket. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Weirdly, they have no idea what jail they took Herman to. And Lily's tired of waiting, but Grandpa says, Don't worry, they'll give you a free phone call. They have to. He even he can call home without goofing it up. The mm. bird pops out with the voice of Mel Blanc and says, "No bet on it." No, oh, he did mm. not say that. He didn't he says, say that. No. Mm. What's he say? <laughs> you want to bet? Oh, geez, I wasn't up for that much. <laughs> you, <laughs> you you yoded it. Uh, bet on mm. it. You won't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bet wanna? 
<laughs> Slide swipe two. Herman getting his one phone call. And it's back to the tank. And Herman's like, I know you told me I get one call. God damn it. Gives him He's a just coin. So nervous. He's shaking in his boots. Yeah. Gets a coin. He's like, thank you for fronting me this money. He's like, I have to. It's the <laughs> law. Mm-hmm. Herman is so nervous. He puts the coin in. He's like, I'm nervous. He can't remember the phone number. It's like, what's the phone number? And I knew exactly what was going to happen. He dials. And it's the Better Business Bureau, Klondike, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Mm-hmm. He gets a recording. This is a Better Business Bureau. Call back tomorrow when we're open or whatever. Herman hangs up. So about this tank, I didn't bring any trunks. Can I rent a pair? Rent a pair of swim trunks. That's nasty. The guy's like, come on. Shoves Herman back to the bars, hits the buzzer. We fade two, three drunk guys in prison. Yep. yep. Four in there. One is drawing a cartoon woman on the wall. Making out with it. And then, and, and then kisses it. Yeah. Gives it a kiss. And then. We get the following clip. Now, I'm different. I've been drinking night and day for over 20 years. What's so different about that? (laughs) I ain't never even seen a pink elephant. How about a purple pussycat? (laughs) Never. How about a red rhinoceros? Never. I have yet to see any of these strange creatures that annoy you average drunks. Oh, how nice. I got here just in time for exercise period. Just in time for exercise period. Mass chaos ensues when Herman enters the room. Yes. Now, there is one moment that was worth the effort. Yes. The drawing, the cartoon yes. drawing. Yeah. Uh, her hair stands up on end when her walks in. Yep. Like, well, that was worth it. The rest That's of it, funny. not so much. Take it or leave it. Just a bunch of people scrambling around in circles, mm-hmm. basically. Then Herman's like, well, I'm going to exercise too. And he bends over and his ass knocks down yeah. half of the jail cell. His butt yeah. opens the door. Yeah. Nobody does anything. <laughs> They're just like, eh. That's how it goes. Should have been like a jailbreak and everybody starts trying to escape. And you know. <laughs> You'd think. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. Fade two. Lily bailing Herman out with $20. Here's your change on the $20 bail. So she must have paid with a, like a $26 bill or something. Right. <laughs> Lily, <laughs> Lily's concerned. Herman will feel like he's been short. Don't tell him it was only 20 bucks. He's very sensitive. And if he finds out it was only 20 bucks, he might it might hurt his feelings. <laughs> yeah, like wait, wait a minute. Like, oh, it's like like it's almost like, oh, I you're uh you know, the reward, you know, the bounty for it wasn't high enough. You know, it's it's too small of a bounty. So she's like, Yeah, just don't tell him. Like he would want to know more. Like it should have been a thousand dollars or something for whatever he did. I don't that's what yeah. I got that's what I took out of that is a He's going to be embarrassed if it's too small of a bill. Yeah. yeah. But you then a bigger crime if you wanted a bigger yeah. bail. Yeah. But I was just thinking, usually bail is a guy post 10%, right? So, so is it 200? 20, 200 is 20. Or, right, so 20 is 10% of 200, right? And a used car was sold earlier for $375. Mm. So, I mean, that's like a used car. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Grandpa's like that, that math checks out. Hey, bub, we paid. Where's the body? I want it now. And the dude behind the desk is like, listen, asshole prisoners. Ha- you paid like six seconds ago. It takes a minute to get him out of the prison. <laughs> we got to process the prisoner first. Marilyn says, oh, gee, my uncle is hey for my uncle to be out at night. Can you can, can you hurry it up, please? And the cop looks up and sees Marilyn. He's like, hmm, I could speed up the process for you. This dude is easily 20 years older than Marilyn. Yes, there's an age difference for sure. Easily yeah. 20 years older. And she, but she is very uh, smitten with him and he with her, even, even when he smiles and all of the crow's feet and the smile lines bust through the makeup. <laughs> His teeth fall out. <laughs> teeth falls out. His dentures. He has something stuck in his tooth. Like there's some like food or it, something stuck in it. It's it probably his fiber pill. <laughs> so, so, I don't know. He yells over to Spangler. Hey, Spangler, get monster. Well, he thinks it's nice that Marilyn's handicap brings out the niceness in people. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. Even mm-hmm. though. She shares the same handicap as everyone else in the room. Yes. It's I, like, come on. Yeah. I'm saying that like, right I will say though, that is like one of the more clever ways that they've done the, oh, Marilyn's the ugly duckling of the family type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Her handicap. So they go and they sit down. Cop. Uh, then the cops bring in another drunk for the tank. And guess who it is? It is fair deal. Dan. I did not recognize him at all. He's super I, I, drunk. That's I why. I completely forgotten about this guy. <laughs> yeah. And he's got a roll on him big enough to choke sea biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, holy shit, he's got a bunch of cash on him. I like that. Mm. And then it made me, immediately made me think of a line from a 40-year-old song by Third Base. <laughs> where <laughs> I can't okay. wish I could remember how it goes. Uh, she felt the knot in my pocket and asked if it was money or tissue and I said it's money or it's tissue. I can't remember what it was. Uh, Does that have anything to do with Seabiscuit? No, nothing no. to Seabiscuit, oh. but they had a big roll in their pants. Uh, um, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, this guy, he's not going to, Fair Deal Danny, he's not going to talk until he's informed of his constitutional rights. And they're like, motherfucker, this is pre-Miranda rights. We'll beat the shit out of you first if we want to. <laughs> but why don't you just sit down here across from these freakish people and cool off? <laughs> so they set him down. He tries to focus on the monsters. He sees them. We get a lot of uh, Fair Deal Dan perspective right now. He's trying to focus on the monsters. They they come into focus and he's like, he freaks out. He thinks he's seeing things. He's like, I don't know who these motherfuckers are. Get them the fuck out of my face. And he's swearing up a storm too. Oh yeah. It's very crass for the most. Very yeah. crass. I mean, I'm toning it down right now. Uh-huh. I mean, if they didn't bleep anything, which I was surprised. No. Um, Lily's Lily says to grandpa, it's terrible that Marilyn has to see the ugly side of life like this. And if you see Marilyn at this time, she is blankly staring off to the yeah. side and smiling. Yeah, she's, star- she's staring at the, at the old man cop. The oh, time. is that yeah. who she's staring at? I thought it was just like looking out the window and saw a squirrel or something. <laughs> no, I, no, no. I think she's out. staring over at the cop like, ooh, look at him. Hmm. Now, Herman comes out from the back and he's polite as all hell to the police. He's, oh, thank you, officer. He holds the door for one of them. They walk up to the front. 
he walks right past his family and then he's like wait a minute was that lily lily and he's so excited to see her <laughs> he hugs her Somehow. it's not just say he walks by them but like at the angle he's coming he's walking right at them for a oh, second God, yeah he literally probably stepped on their feet as he walked by um he's so excited to see him well he says he's glad he's safe herman's like oh the tank was nice the gentleman all did exercises and laid down on the floor to take a nap great grandpa wants to leave because he wouldn't be caught dead here it is a police station after all who wants to hang out there herman on the way out he's like oh wait Okay, he turns around and says, have a nice night, officers. And then he notices there it's fair deal. Dan, oh, the yep. person he was looking for earlier to get his money back. You would think he'd be very upset at fair deal, Dan, because of all this ordeal. You sold yeah. me a stolen car. I've been arrested. You stole my money. Herman's like, oh, it'd be rude to not say hello. So he walks back. Fair deal. Dan sees him and freaks out. You know why? Because we get to see through fair deal. Dan's eyes again. And he's got this time, not fuzzy vision, but double vision. There's yeah. two Hermans. That's so horrifying. And he's going with this him, them, him, them, yep. them. Not thing two the rest of him. Of We're lucky we were prepped because we saw Johan earlier. But I mean, imagine just seeing two mm. Hermans at once. Yeah. Oh, my God. Unthinkable. Fairdale Dan says, I confess. Confess to what? Stealing the car and selling it to him. Herman goes to the car. So he's like, just, you know, please give me the electric chair. I don't want to deal with Herman. <laughs> I'll die. Yeah, I'd rather die. So Herman, here's the confession. Turns to the cop at the desk. Certainly a lot of interesting people here. <laughs> <laughs> nice place to visit. But I wouldn't want to live here. And he laughs. The yep. cop does not laugh. Yep. Herman stops laughing and scuttles his way out. Yeah, Herman cracks himself up, which is mm-hmm. and he d- did not frown and shake, uh, but he did Thanks. laugh at his own joke. And he scuttled <laughs> his way out, and we get the final commercial break. <sighs> From That's that break, true. we fail. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, be ready. Yes. We have endured, endured yes. 16, 17 minutes of the funniest shit we've ever seen oh, in life. Well, that's Maybe. true. I, I've endured funny things. That's exactly right. Yes, I'm like primed for something. 20, 21 minutes it. of nonstop hilarity have happened to this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got the commercial break to cool off, catch our breath. Yep. Rub our sides because they hurt so oh, bad. Oh, it hurts so bad. Yeah, I'm like curled up on the floor, just ready to expel one last laugh out of my throat before I pass out of exhaustion. <laughs> yeah. Open a vintage, I, open a vintage can of laughter, ready to we, go. I, yeah. Crack a can of laughter, boys, because here it comes—the funniest two minutes on television up until, like, in hi- television's history, until the following seven days later when it airs. Next episode airs. Mm-hmm. Herman. He's walking in the front gate of the house. He's got his lunchbox. He did it. He put the bonus money into Eddie's college fund. So he got the money back. Great. Yeah. Put it in somewhere I didn't expect, but okay. Yep. Lily and Grandpa are sitting in a lawn swing. (laughs) They're swinging (laughs) back and forth. Never seen this contraption before. Very funny, though. Lily is surprised. It didn't take Herman that long. Well, the bank was crowded when he got there, but after a few minutes, everyone left. <laughs> okay. Hilarious. Oh, that's not that's not the most funny part yet. 
Right. I'm also not getting that though. We just saw a whole bunch of other people have no problem with him, but he goes to the bank and everyone clears out. Like it, the the oh, seventy almost seventy episodes in the lack of consistency between when people scatter around him and don't is is just kind of mind boggling. Maybe it's in like confined spaces. Like if you're in a room with him, well, well yeah, if I you're guess. drunk, you definitely yeah. freak out. Oh yeah. Definitely. If you're a cop, you don't. No. Yeah, you see stuff like that all the time. Yeah. A-, a cab, all cops are blind to monsters. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a motto they teach in you know police training. <laughs> yep, we're monster blind. Uh, Hermes, <laughs> I never have to wait in a line. Good fortune. Mm-hmm. Lily says, You're clever that way. You have a knack for going into business when it's at a oh lull. Oh my god, wow. Okay, we're still on this show. Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Grandpa goes, Lily's right. You know that and being stupid are the two things oh you do best. <laughs> that was actually pretty like <laughs> randomly mean, but funny. <laughs> no credits yet. Yeah. Marilyn's, Marilyn's the one that suggested they save the money for Eddie because she's figured out mm. a carpool situation. And Grandpa says, I may be a goddamn old idiot, but how do you <laughs> be in a carpool with no car? Then you nope. hear the police siren. I knew exactly where this was going. Mm-hmm. The police sirens. You're like, what's that? The cops pull up. The door opens. A police officer gets out. Marilyn slides out of the front seat. The canned audience is a bit stunned, and they nervously laugh. They're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> They don't yeah. know how to react to this. Yeah. No. There's two cops. She slides out from the in between the two of them. Herman goes, what happened to her carpool? Grandpa goes, don't be a dope all your life. That is her carpool. Credits! Not not a horrible ending. They kind of stick it there at the end. I, the, one of their yeah. better closings. If only hadn't taken, like, it feels like 30 years to get to that yeah. point. Yeah. Like, it seems like they waste a lot of time with this whole, like, Eddie's college fund is crowded in the bank, and they just mm. keep going on about the bank. And it's like you could have just ended it there. We get what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> just just get to Marilyn pulling up with you know the latest guy that she's hooking up with. And, and yeah. yeah, here's the deal: when she slid out, and the canned audience did the stunned and nervous laughter, mm-hmm. they could have rolled the credits right there. But no, they had to come back to Herman so he could go. What happened to the carpool? Because <laughs> they must have assumed the average viewer would not understand. Well, I mean, the canned audience didn't understand, no. it seemed like. so. I, I don't understand how none of them understood because I <laughs> knew this was going to happen. Maybe I'm just too smart for the monsters. <laughs> I'm just such an intellectual that the monsters is well beneath <laughs> well, As you can see, he pushes up glasses. And, well, actually, oh, my God. Yeah. We did it. We, we did made it, it yes. through season two, episode 28 of the highly rated Herman the Tire Kicker. What did y'all think? Uh, I don't know if it's highly rated, but compared oh, to the last 7. few. 7.8? No, I'm saying personally, I don't think it. I think it might be a little over overrated on that. But compared to some of the things we've watched recently, uh, the episodes we've seen recently, uh, with the exception of like the Fergosi Emerald one. This isn't, this isn't awful. Uh, I like the uh, Frank Gorshin in this. He's good as when he's just the sober salesman. He's very funny when he's drunk in at the police station as well. Um, 
But there are little things that just kind of drag on too long. Like you said, like the Hermans, everyone scatters at the bank and stuff like that. Like we really, we understand we're 65 episodes in here. We get what's going on uh, with this, but it wasn't the worst thing. It's all right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just burnt out on monsters at this point, but I thought this was kind of like just boring. I don't know. Like, some of the stuff is good. Like I liked seeing Herman out like in the real world, like at a car lot and stuff. And some of the jokes were funny. I agree. The no deal, the good deal, Dan guy, whatever his name was, was pretty good as that character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I completely didn't recognize him when he came back. So I didn't even, it took me a while for that to set in who that character was. Um, it just felt long and drawn out for the most part to me. Like, I don't think it's definitely the worst monsters we've seen, but I would not say this is a highly rated monsters episode. I would say, yeah, overrated. I would say very overrated monsters. Episode. They're pretty much all overrated. True, true. On the monster scale, for sure, though, overrated. Yeah, I didn't enjoy this one. Um, there's just things that I just don't find. Like, I don't, it's not that I don't find people being stupid drunk funny i guess i i don't know like you could tell there was a very specific reason this episode was created and it was to make herman do like wouldn't it be funny if he got pulled over for being drunk right that yeah breathe Mm -hmm. into the balloon blow it up can't walk the line hilarious put him in the drunk tank we got 30 seconds of a con of a concept here what can we build around it that's exact that's it that's Oh, that's all they had. They're like, how do we get this? Well, we can't have Herman driving drunk, right? Herman can't break the law, so we can't do that. So how do we get him in a situation where he gets pulled over? Okay, well, how about he's driving a stolen car? Okay, well, he can't steal a car. Like, they they, they, they started with the center, and they worked their way out, right? And mm-hmm. I didn't – like, the, that stuff, it, to me, it feels obvious. And once again, maybe I'm just – it's such an intellectual that the monsters are just well below me. <laughs> but I just, it's this, I need this to be done. Um, you've been gifted with 48. You've been gifted with 48 years of a uh, screen TV screenwriting evolution, Derek, that you I, under, look, look I understand that. I yeah. understand that. Um, and I do. I, it, yeah. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I do have all of that. So maybe when this is fresh and brand new, mm-hmm. everyone was like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever, but it could have been that great thing ever. Cause there's only four fucking episodes left. Um, mm-hmm. it's just, is what it is. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I did find two moments funny. And that was the Herman wanting to follow the fire truck home, hoping that somebody in his neighborhood is on fire. I thought that was funny. Okay. And the image of Herman and grandpa in the car <laughs> looking forward towards the camera made me chuckle. You just like that setup. Of yep. The- like that. Look, yeah. um, nothing funny happened there, but I like that look. Mm-hmm. And grandpa looks very disappointed in his life choices. <laughs> well, like that. Al Lewis or the character. Both, yeah. <laughs> both, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But 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 this far into the series, I mean, that's really what we come across with almost every one of these episodes. That there's two, maybe three, like, yeah, really good things that we enjoy, and the rest is just mediocre and below. That I mean, uh-huh. you know, there can't be more than like five decent. When I tell people, uh, when occasionally I tell somebody about this, I'm like, I'm watching the monsters. <laughs> there's 70 episodes. There's like five that 
even remotely qualify as good. Yeah. Um, and, and so the it's it's not even I don't even think it's really like a bell curve anymore. It's, a, it's like we have five episodes that are really good, and the rest are this. Here's a, a few here and there, like little bits that we all like, but it's not a complete episode. No. Yeah. And you you say like this happens every week. And like I don't know if you noticed, but every week I don't really care for the episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That you, there's probably only three that I think we've all agreed upon that were good episodes. Terry's at times been a little more lenient. Yeah, t- ter- Terry is much more forgiving yeah. of the monsters than yeah. I am. As long as I watch as it and I don't feel bored, that's a good sign. No, oh, but this one bored you though. This so. one bored me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. we know what we thought Keith loved it. Terry was bored. I hated. it. What did the internet say? <laughs> Keith didn't even lip check. He doesn't care where it's like, whatever, just finish the <laughs> <Yeah>. episode, Terry. <laughs> well, uh, on November 15th of 2018, Jimmy underscore the underscore oh, Jim had this to say Coward. Frank Gorshin guest stars. Marilyn needs a card. Herman buys a lemon from a shady used car salesman. Gorshin, in parentheses, appearing on Batman as the Riddler that same year. Yeah. Plays Fair Deal Dan in the OK episode. The car okay he sells. Episode. Yeah, wow. The car he sells to Herman turns out to be stolen, and Herman ends up in jail. Funniest scene is a fast motion one as Dan and his gang oh. pick up the used cars and make a getaway. That's the funniest scene. Three out of three found it helpful. <laughs> no stars no wow reason. so there are fans of the fast motion thing okay i mean i know the i can't audience goes nuts but for me it's like yeah this gimmick is like getting really old <laughs> oh i i i don't enjoy it and every time it happens it is such a time waste yes yeah, it always takes a little too long i feel like mm-hmm. they should be like playing like the benny hill theme over like that might make it better <laughs> yakety sex or that's yeah whatever it's called you know what i mean aka the thing. benny hill theme Mm-hmm. All right. That's the only review. That's the only review. No one Aww. else. This highly rated episode did not uh, inspire any more keyboard warriors. That's too bad. Maybe we should take up arms. Mm. CC went back into his coma. <laughs> he's, he's been long dead. Um, <laughs> somebody just found his password logged in as him for the other review. Oh, really? Yeah, you're yeah. probably right. Yeah, just uh he posing. logged in. He probably logged in at the uh, library before he died. Oh no! And somebody got hopped on and went on to IMDb, and they're like, "Oh, I can review a Monsters episode mm-hmm. while I'm here." Oh, none Leave of these living. are none of these are actually him. They're somebody else completely. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like when Batman died, so Dick Grayson had to take over. It's like yeah. when you see the movie man, or maybe CC the movie man just meant. Uh, his match and his back broken by Jimmy underscore the <laughs> underscore gent four. And so the other one was like Azrael. And uh like we need yes. somebody to we need somebody <laughs> to fill it for Batman. Here's this exactly. guy. Exactly. Nobody CC. knows who he is. Yep. CC the movie man's been in the coma and they got this new guy and he's a little more brutal, a little more dark. <laughs> yeah, he's not afraid to kill <laughs> someone if he has to. hmm <laughs> But you know, maybe that's what you need to beat someone like uh the gent himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody's gonna CC the movie man comes back better than ever, stronger than ever, and takes down Jimmy underscore the underscore Jet before. But of course, he has to like remove the venom from him. 
Yep, of course. Well, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of steps. You know, there's a lot of steps. You can't beat Jimmy underscore the underscore mm-hmm. gent four if he's hopped up on Venom. Jesus Christ, he's mm-hmm. like five times the size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like strength of like five men as well. Yeah. At least, at least five. And a master tactician. Amazing master. That you know what? That's the one thing that always bugged me about. Well, not the only thing, but the Batman Robin movie. They made Bane like an idiot. Yeah, I mean, you're supposed Bang. to be super smart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they were just like, this guy looks cool. Let's use him. <laughs> like, and he was relatively looks- new to the comic world when they put him in there. And instead yeah. of like going, who, what's this character about? They just said, put a mask on somebody. Yep. They're like, this is, well, he's buff, so we know what his deal is. And they just he's dumb. He's, yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, we did it. Once we again, did. we got four left. What's going to make us, what? What in this episode is going to inspire our loyalty to the fulfillment of our promise, our vow that we will watch the monsters. We'll see it all the way through for episode number 67. I think I'm excited about like a, so we've seen prison. We've seen Herman in prison now. Yes. I need the next episode to go deeper into the prison thing. Like, I want to see an episode where Herman gets arrested. Maybe he's falsely accused of murder mm-hmm. or like counterfeiting money or something. Mm, I, I love it. Um, and so he gets into some real jail time. Like, and so they're yeah, like, not county jail. We want like penitentiaries. Prison, prison. Yes. Yeah. I want to mm-hmm. see Herman interacting with actual hardened criminals, you know, making, trying to make friends in there. Try not to get shanked or whatever. Somebody um, tries to shank him, but it just bent. The, like the little yes, knife just bends. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Herman thinks that's maybe like a just a honorary greeting in the prison. Starts doing that to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. You know, I just want to see Herman have his element, and I want to see like this like side. The side plot will be you know the the rest of the Munster family, like and the lawyers and all this stuff, like trying to like figure out who framed him and you know f- legally trying to get him out of jail and stuff. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, Herman gets into like some sort of like martial arts brawl. There's an underground tournament um, fighting ring or something that's going on. The warden's putting on. There's this big conspiracy. So sure. I love that. It yeah. turns out Grandpa's the one who set him up, but it was like supposed to be like a joke. Yes. Yeah. Grandpa. He was trying to do it. something. He was trying to do something good and it didn't work out right. And so he just he let he didn't tell anybody in time. Yep. Now is yep. this a four like a four episode arc to finish out the the monsters? I, I think they can figure oh, it into thirty that, minutes. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I would love to see a four episode arc so we could just concentrate on one thing for the last four episodes. The grand so not... finale is just Herman in prison. Yeah, yeah. I would <laughs> love fighting ring. like the closing minutes of this four episode arc to finish out the monsters. Herman getting out of jail twenty five years later. <laughs> And yeah, like a beard. His beard is tatted up, mm-hmm. and there's there's Lily sitting there, and Grandpa, and an unaged Eddie, and an unaged Marilyn. Yeah, all leaning <laughs> against the car, wait, and then in the parking lot as he comes through the the like the the opening of the gates up front, and it's just like shot from the back, and he sees him. Grandpa's got this grin on his face. And mm-hmm. That's it. The it's like a it's melancholy Munsters theme yeah. song. Yeah, it's yeah. like this uh, in a minor key, the Munsters playing. The yep, Blues Brothers so. theme kind of trails in as well. <laughs> and he gets the band back together, yeah. and then we get Munsters now, which mm-hmm. is him mm. putting the band back together. And it's, it's like a orphanage. 
the credits are like, yeah, their faces like where Herman is now. Yeah, like you said, like Herman is actually started his own, you know, mortuary business. <laughs> Herman never adapted yeah. to life on the outside. <laughs> Killed himself five years yeah. later. <laughs> Herman comes out like uh, uh, was it the Raven in um, Barry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's he, yeah he ran it on the inside. Who knows? Is that what we all want to see? I think that's sure. what we all want to see. I think, yeah, let's let's make that right. universe. That, that's, that's our, what we want. We want, we want a four episode arc of Herman being framed for murder, mm-hmm. yep. doing twenty five yep. to life, and then on the final part of the episode, getting out. And then in between, there's also there's a the the tedious legal battle episode, and they're yes. like Grandpa mm-hmm. and Eddie are trying to work on an appeal and trying to find unfound evidence. And Marilyn, Herman you, tries to to dig a hole in a wall behind a poster. Yeah, doesn't work out right. Nothing works out. Yeah. Underground fighting. I love it. That's mm-hmm. what we want. We hope that's what happens. It only makes sense. Well, yeah, they set it all up in this one. So, yeah, yeah, they wetted our whistle. Now pay it off. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Mm-hmm. All right. We did it. Four left. Yeah. Anything to plug? <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, yeah actually, uh, you can catch me. I was on uh, should be earlier this week. I was on this week today with our uh, friend of the show. Chris Green, um, catch me over there talking with him about history and birthdays of the week and huh. stuff like that. It's kind of right up my right up my alley. Yeah. Hmm, that is interesting. Bring up any uh, numbers or anything on there? No, no, no. We we didn't do that. No. All right. Well, it's a you had an opportunity to reach a whole new audience. Yeah, it's Monster Hunters exclusive. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Terry, do you hear any podcasts? No, uh, just listen to the this week today. That's what you I do. figure he's sailing. I do an appearance on WTF with Mark here <laughs> in this yeah. upcoming. Yeah. Listen to that. Uh, I'm waiting. I'm just waiting for him to go. Yeah, like two episodes of highest be over. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, catch me on my brother, my brother and me and Terry. They added me. <laughs> I'm the, the fourth brother now. <laughs> I'm an honorary McElroy. That's your last name, right? Yep, yep. They've I've been brought in. I've officially adopted. They've signed all the ad- legal paperwork. So, catch me there. Well, then I guess that leaves us with nothing but doing what we always do, which is ending the show in a traditional manner. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like that intro. Drug of Juices is a Sam and Crimey Crab production. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, 
You can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullen. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.